Rolling! And that's gonna be a clap. I see what you did there. Setting the second mic. We're rocking this thing and we're rolling it. Got it. I do have one order of business. Can yep. we scoot the table back a little? <laughs> Are we close? A little bit. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, you'll have to pick it up. Don't slide in the jute. And there you go. Okay. All right. Great. Oh my yeah. God. A little bit more Technically more centered with the chandelier too. All right. So we are rolling. We're getting levels on that one. The red light is on, Johnny. Yes. All right. So, uh, so Cody Martin, the only thing you have to be mindful of, uh, and maybe you can even like pivot your laptop because your your voice is gonna get picked up well by that. Oh. If you're talking through the computer screen. I'll do this. Yeah, uh, and, right, Andreas cool. Gilberto Suresh. <laughs> and, Andreas Gilberto <laughs> Suresh. Burger. Grant <laughs> Burger. Gilberto's name is Laquita. <laughs> <laughs> the Laquita Inn was named after Andreas's mother. Yep. Excellent. Well, that seems like a good note to open on. Uh, so welcome, everybody. So uh, welcome, everybody, to the Iron Fang Invasion episode 16. Is wow. We're on now. We've been at this for four months. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. And that's on and off, too. So, yeah. I mean, probably closer to five at this point. Yeah, we started um, in April, right? And what's amazing is that we're like we're at part three of book one. <laughs> like, there's so much more in this adventure. And the thing is, like, so uh, How many parts is a book. Part there's four parts okay. to book one, and that's there's there's sometimes three, sometimes four parts to other books, sometimes two. Not, uh, anyways, and the, the uh, Atlas brothers are no longer in the adventure. Neither <laughs> Atlas brothers yeah. still in the adventure. That's so. true. Um, they quit. Yeah. Yep. So what's interesting is, I, I remember talking to um, Jake Edelbrick about this, but he said he ran the same session with two different groups. One of them was very objective-based, of just, well, let's go here, let's do this, let's go here, let's do this, let's go here, do that. And uh, when we played with him, he noticed we only made about half the distance, but he said it was so much more fun playing with us because we were like taking time for story and character. And we weren't just like killing these random guys, we were talking about the significance of this fight and why it matters and what's happening inside of each character mm. while all these crazy things are happening around them. So I just, uh, I, I don't know, I'm not worried about the pace, I'm worried about the quality of the content right now. And I feel like so far we've got some really cool stuff. Right now, Egret is somewhere in this cave! Like. You're here right now, oh and you just heard, you know, this kind of scrying premonition of this other new, you know, Stormbreaker wizard of sorts, who has said that he Forged saw... in the heart of a star. Yeah. He saw, he saw and shared that he saw Egret being, like, basically tempted to conversion in the belly of the beast inside of this cave right now. And you're now standing on the outside, huddled around 25, 30-some survivors that are struggling to survive in this devastating rainfall while being pursued by one of the largest armies that you've ever seen. Like, this is a terrible, terrible situation. Well, we are now inside of the very front cave of this troglodyte yes. place. Yes. You and your survivors have worked your way inside of the front of this cavern after clearing it of its of Keith and his friend, who will never know his name. <laughs> well, I guess I shouldn't even tell you it's, that they're friends. It's Timothy. You know? It's Timothy. Keith and Timothy. Um, hanging out on the inside of that, uh... So they were all huddled inside. You left them in the front cavern. There was an exit to your right and your left. You chose to go left. In there, you found cave fishers, which are basically ceiling crabs um, that managed to cook you with fishing lines that could not be cut because they had DR, which is crazy. Um, I really like the idea of like, having like 
a cord that has its own DR. Like, that's really interesting. That is terrifying. I know, it's a cool creature, though. So, uh, you survived, found some cool loot, and then as you are kind of putting your pieces back together, you hear a scream back from the main entrance where all your peeps are at. So, you guys start rushing back that direction, and uh, as you guys start running back that way, you kind of hear shrieks and shatters, you hear a general like crowd roar kind of coming up from everything. You guys make your way back into the main cavern, kind of bursting through the opening there, and you look and you see the same thing that you saw before. You see this giant open room, you see these veins of crystal kind of weaving their way throughout everything, you see this... Um, there, the, you took the purple gem that was hanging inside of these braided vines. Um, whoa! And, uh, as you get there... You hear a really weird sound coming from those crystals. You hear a yeah. loud ding, as though somebody, like, just threw a coin at one of those. <laughs> Who's receiving um, email in this cave? <laughs> <laughs> How are you getting a signal down here? Um, so you, uh, you arrive in there, and this is what you see. As you show up, you arrive at... You know, the first thing is you're sort of rounding the corner is you see Justin Alice, the only capable uh-huh. defender left with the party. Oh. There's and a reason I left him with the party. <laughs> and he is standing sort of like, like kind of on one knee. Blood is kind of like dripping off of his neck and off of his arm. Um, and he's, uh, he's kind of like kneeling on the ground, kind of breathing heavily as though he's just finished a fight. Uh, so Justin Atlas kind of looks over at you guys, you know, breathing heavy, and immediately Rhina's right on top of him. He's channeling positive energy for himself. He's being tended to. Um, hey, guys. Uh, so he's being tended to. The next thing you see as you continue to round the corner, you look and you see the body of a troglodyte, totally dead. Entirely uh, yes. uh, dead. But you don't just see, I mean, you see that its head is crushed in, like concave on one side, and that looks like a signature Justin Atlas Warhammer blow. That guy's down, but you also see all these scratches, and you see what look to be thorns covering its body, and it looks very strange, and almost as though the Earth attack, the Earth itself attacked this creature. And as you're looking, you can, you see the body of this troglodyte, you see Justin kneeling, and as you look is up at the rest of the people, <laughs> Justin is unconscious by choice. <laughs> by choice this time. He's now taking a nap. Um, so, uh, so you guys, uh, you look up at the people, though, and, you know, you've got your, your band of survivors. You see Vane and Kining and Rhina. You see uh, Cleden and Pharaoh and uh, Cheris, and everyone is sitting there, and they are all looking down the other corridor, and they all look terrified. Like, the threat has been eliminated, but they're all staring down the other cave, and they're all, like, shaking and, like, looking at you and, like, oh, you know, like, and looking back down the hallway, terrified and, like, so glad that you're here to defend them. Um, as you guys walk into the room, what do you guys do? Um, both, uh, excuse me, Stormbreaker's gonna, like, run up and roll a perception check to see what's going on. Yeah. So he sees the thorns, he just, like, sees something that's just really out of the ordinary. Yeah. And he's just like, this is, this is really, really weird. Um, yeah. so he's just gonna roll a perception check to see if he can figure out what actually happened. Yeah. That would be a 20. 20! Nice. So as you're doing this perception check, uh, Octar, one of the orc brothers, kind of one of the smarter two, level-headed in a fight, you're kind of looking out at the crowd, you know, as you're looking around at this troglodyte, these wounds seem foreign to you, um, and somewhat familiar, but the, as you look over at, at the crowd, Octar's over there, and they're all looking down the hallway, but Octar is, like, gesturing, you know, like, over there, 
you know, and he's pointing as he's trying to show you something. Like these thorns, I've seen these thorns before. You look off to the left down the hallway, and, you know, out of this, you know, the tunnel just proceeds into blackness. Like, this is low light in here. Some light is reflecting off the crystal, but it's dimly lit. And as you kind of, like, look off down this hallway, out of the darkness, you know, hops this tiny, chubby rabbit. And just kind of like, and it kind of like hops out a little bit, and then it like hops again. And when it hops, everyone is like, oh! like everyone like panics as this rabbit hops a little bit closer, and then it hops a little bit closer. And people are backing up again. They're all looking at Justin, and Justin's like trying to like get back on his feet, you know. And everyone's looking over at it. What do you guys do? Um, Stormbreaker just kind of like grabs a sword and kind of throws it to the ground, and just kind of crosses his arms and just kind of looks over at him, and doesn't say anything. But it's obvious that he's. He knows who this is. Mm. So what do you do? Or what does the rabbit do? Well, the rabbit takes one look at him and just out of instinct says, Ulrich, it's good to see you! I've been tracking you for so long but I could smell your stench from a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're wondering who that is, it's Chad Martin, everybody. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Chad Martin. Chad, what? Chad Martin. Oh, Chad, Chad Martin. Yeah. I thought you said Jag Martin, everybody. That was very confusing. <laughs> that is not a future character name right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, let's hang it. Like, let's just down before you forget it. Pencil that down, store in the back pocket. Um, but that is Chad Martin voice, and the, the voice of this mysterious, deep-toned rabbit. The mysterious voice between this mysterious rabbit is none other than the great... Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sir Ian McKellen playing mm-hmm. rabbits. His yeah. career has skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> he's made it to the top of the animal kingdom. Or <laughs> <laughs> at least he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Andreas, seeing a, um, a talking rabbit, like runs up to it and immediately is like, Whoa, man, this is awesome! And he like, picks you up and he's like, you can talk? Like, who is this? And, like, he's just, like, like freaking out at you. And, like, what is that? He looks straight at him in the eye with the most serious look you'll ever get from a small mammal. And he says, put me down, or I swear by business grace, I will poop on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately, like, Andres is like, oh my gosh! And, like, yeah. this is you to order for, uh... Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker. Yeah. Or Ulrich, or whatever his yeah. name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like leaning down. He's just, he's got his head now. He's shaking his head. He's just like, I told you, I'm undercover. We're not supposed to be. We're not supposed to be telling each other everybody's names, especially in front of such a large amount of people. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, we, we we do work for a society. Like, we do. He's <laughs> 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 like. You guys have been away from me for far too long. You guys, are you guys okay? Well, you know, I'm, I'm fine, but uh, I can't speak for Jimothy. Where, where, where is he? Okay, he's back there, spreading along. You know, he's he doesn't have the stamina that I do. How exactly did you get here? Ah, uh, well, you see, it's very peculiar. You know, we were trying to track you weeks ago, and we made our we made our way to the edge of Fandar. But then we realized that was a certain death trap. So we turned around, just crawling our way through the forest, and we came across a particularly obvious trail of chaos and destruction. (laughs) 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 We even found this here, this tiny little squishy grape fella. 
and he pulls out this bear trap with what you would know as sweet. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I missed it. Just to say the last like, 10 seconds. Okay, so I asked him how he found us. Yeah. So, so basically, he's like, you know, I've been, like, we were tracking you through the woods and we came across, you know, the edge of Fandar. Like, so we turned around and avoided that necessary death trap for a good reason. Yeah. But then we happened upon this. Peculiar trail of chaos and destruction. <laughs> Which then led us to this poor fellow here. And then he holds up a bear trap hanging off the end of it is Squeak. Squeak! So we saw this and we figured, well, someone might have murdered this poor fellow and killed all his friends and family. Oh, this is just. So poor coincidence. So we followed the trail and you know different ways and even at some point the trucks went back to town. I don't know what ungodly reason someone would do that for. Needless to say, we have been quite behind for the last few days trying to find it. He's like, well, it's good to see you, my friend. Good to see you too. You're in your tall, gangly, self-righteous nature. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Perks are keeping up with the pod. Yeah. I'm not. It's not even a podcast. <laughs> it's it's that, just a cast. Close. Yeah, just a cast. No pods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, Stormbreaker, your little furry friend here, seemed to not only tell us your real name, but also mention that you've been following us. I have not been following you. No, no but, sorry, we've been following him, specifically. Yeah. And yeah. for what reason? Well, we were traveling together initially, and we got separated for some just bizarre reason. I don't even remember it. And he'd probably be able to tell you better than I could. <laughs> uh, our, 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 our party got attacked by a uh, band of the Iron Pack. Ah, yes. Do you not remember that? Yes. Tiny green bastards they are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, well, this is going on too. Kining speaks up from the crowd. It's like, what's going on over there? Are we going to kill the rabbit or what? (laughs) (laughs) Andreas is still looking terrified. Andreas turns around and he he tells everybody, he's like, Hey, y'all, it's it's, it's all good. Um, It's just... A talking rabbit. We're all good over here. Um, everybody can go back to what you're doing. Chill out. Maybe uh, make yourself some stew. Don't kill the rabbits, please. Not, not rabbits, too. <laughs> God. Um, Stormbreaker uh, looks over and says, well, we need your brother. Where's your, how far along is he? He's back there a few steps. And then, like, out of the darkness, then, you see this small halfling with a peculiarly large mustache curled as if it was some early 19th century plantation owner. (laughs) Crazy dark brown from Back to the Future hair and these big goggles that just make his eyes look like bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. And he runs out with his cloak and his leather armor on and he's just kind of like huffing like He's been running a marathon for the past few days, but in reality, it's only been about 50 feet of movement. So, because he's quite old, he's in his late 60s, wow. and he is played by Sir David Attenborough. Ooh. Wait, so, wait, wait, who is that? Do you ever watch um, Planet Earth? 
No. Doc, any kind he's, of documentary from he's like a, uh, he's a really good narrator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he runs up and uh, you know he's like, I swear, Jim, Timothy, I've been chasing you for so long now. It's like every time that you get a bit of stamina just from your animalistic nature does not mean you can leave me behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's excellent. So now a rabbit and a halfling that just showed up Ooh. out of the shadows and uh, slaughtered a trombone with nice. the help of Justin Allen. There you go. Uh, Perfect. Stormbreaker um, steps forward and says, All right, brothers, we're going to need your help. We have somebody that's uh, most likely held captive um, in these caves. And um, even though you guys were not here during the time that I had this vision, um, it's, it's vitally important that we give these guys a hand. Um, and we have to make our way through this cave and actually get ourselves in a position to where we can help these people. Because they're without food, uh, they're without a place to stay, um, and it seems like one of their leaders is uh, in trouble. So, Jimothy, he just kind of looks at you, he narrows his eyes, he kind of leans back a little bit, and he crosses his arms, takes a deep breath, still catching up from running. He's like, It's a woman, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks at him with a really like curt expression and nods. I knew it! I knew it! I knew this whole thing was some stupid farce just for you to chase the masses! Something ridiculous! It's the third time in the last two years! This is getting to be insane! This one is different! Oh, so is Marguerite, I say! But you're not the one receiving angry letters from her since you decided to enlist your address as my permanent resident! Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, are you going to help us or not? Depends. What, what's the goal here exactly? And who killed that scaly fellow on the floor? Well, that would uh, that, that, that would have been our uh, that would have been our good friend uh, Justin. I uh, I've only heard mentions of him, but I hear he's a good fighter and a capable fighter. Well, he certainly looks like it. I mean, my God, look at the hole in that head. No, Justin's already off getting healed, and now he's like yeah. like sitting down for a few minutes. Yeah. He's like, if you want to talk to Justin later, we can arrange that. But for, for now, we, we have to keep on moving forward. I see. Well, <clears throat> I suppose so. I'm already down here breathing in this nasty algae growing off the sides of the cave walls. <laughs> Might as well make the experience worth it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and then, I, I mean, what, what are we doing next? <laughs> I'm ready to go. I, um, Andreas is already ready to fight and, like, he, he sees, like, he's fascinated by talking about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Ulrich looks over and um, asks uh, Kining and um, and the rest of the group that was just attacked, like, which way, which, which tunnel the tribal that came out of. Uh, they all say, like, he came from the right. It's back, uh, uh, it's the only other way out of it's the only one right. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. other way out it's of It's the, the way you went first when Egret met the other acolyte was led further into the cave. So that was right. the original direction you had it. So, uh, so from where you are, there you can go down the previous passage you originally uh, took, 
or if you were to go back the opposite direction where you came from with the cave fishers, um, you notice there was two exits uh, from that hallway. Alright. Well, the whole point of going towards the fish was to get... Just to get, like, a source of food for Mm -hmm. everybody. Yep. And we were able to find some food in there, right? There was two so there's, openings. There's down there? two other entrances yeah. to that cave. So until you kind of clear the rest of the space, you wouldn't necessarily. But here's it wouldn't the thing. make sense to send them there. The troglodytes don't know that that place has been cleared, right? So they wouldn't go in there anyway. Yeah, if there were. So we could send like tell like a couple people like, hey, you can rush down there, take a quick look, mm-hmm. grab some food if you need it, and then like. Well, I don't think it was gonna die in the next twenty minutes while you're like clearing the next couple areas. Right, right that's true. Right. It's not an immediate threat. Right mm-hmm. now, they're out of the rain. Like, right. lightning, incredible, vicious downpour coming outside. They're safe from the rain. Well, um, Somebody's got beer in the cave. <laughs> There's no place for a drink. Um, so, uh... While we're talking about this, Andreas, like, like seeing that the rabbit's talking walks up to the Barry Mason and it's like, Can you tell? <laughs> like, 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 opens his mouth and it's like, is there, is there a voice box in there? <laughs> like, trying to talk to Barry Mason. Barry oh. sniffs him and looks at him funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, so what do you guys want to do? Um, well, uh, Andreas will, will I, I guess he'll, he'll defer to the guys who have been around a little bit longer. He'll look to Estefan and Darren and be like, hey, y'all, like, what do y'all want to do? Like, I'm, I'm kind of following the leader here. Um, well, Ulrich just kind of mentioned, he's like, well, there was, we did have resistance more similar to the troglodytes from this tunnel. So this might be the direction we might want to go if we want to find out um, where this uh, leader of yours is. All right, all right. We must find Ingrid as quick as possible. Let's find Ingrid. Alright, let's do it. And then uh, I guess we should mention that they should guard this specific tunnel as yeah. we go down there, just in yeah. case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also keep an eye on the one what's, we just uh, came from. What's uh, Justin's status in regards to hit points? Well, there's two clerics and actually three clerics yeah. because Auburn's a cleric, so yeah. I think Rhino, he's fine. Rhino alone is enough to get him back to And he's a cleric, so and, and he, he, he has cure yeah. light wounds. But you also know that it would be unwise to leave the party undefended because there's still the external door. Anything can come wandering in there. Right. Uh, there I no mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. You just yeah. came in. I know, right? So, uh, so the uh, so that can happen. The uh, um, and there's also like other things from this cave that you're not. You can't cover both. You know, you can't cover every entrance into this position. Right. It's not totally defensible yet. And obviously, we already saw the reason why Justin stayed behind was like he likely saved lives by yeah. being there. Right. You know, when this last Trogger that attacked. So right. It doesn't make sense not to leave the game. Um. Do we have anybody in the group that's capable of fighting? Uh, so the half orc brothers are. I mean, to say they're capable of fighting is a compliment. They're capable of defending themselves. They are not trained fighters. Like they are, they are villagers who know how to hold a sword. Like yeah. they're not. And Justin has been doing a little training. What about yeah. Auburn? They're doing some. Auburn is. She is not a fighter, but she uh, is. She's she's more interested in assisting you than she is in actually joining the fight. Right. I, I think we're set with what we've got here right now. Yeah. Yep. And Auburn you might even say it too. She's like, I, I've got a couple spells, but I, uh, it may be wise to save them for Justin unless you think you'll need them down below. All right. Well, um, 
Okay. Well, um... Ulrich is going to ask to, like, see Justin. She's going to, like... Or he's going to, like, walk up to him. And, uh... He, he wants to cast Mage Armor on him with the uh, Mage Armor 1. Brilliant. Dang. Do nice. you know how Give long that lasts? That lasts for one hour per level. Woo! So, nice. level, so three hours. Three that's, that's hours! Good. That's good for that's Let's see, what does that bump Justin's AC to? I think it's that's, a plus four to AC. I know, so that would... That's huge! His now AC would be 23. Huge! Nice. And, at third level! And, oh, awesome. and at third level, he took the saving shield feat, which yeah. basically allows him to grant his shield bonus to an adjacent ally. Wow. Which is awesome. <laughs> Huge. So I'm going to have to start tracking time then, because I, uh, I'll have to let you know when that wears off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's awesome. So, um, yeah. That's we'll perfect. Walk up to him and um, basically say, brother, we need you to... We, 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 he basically says, I, I applaud your bravery. And he just uh, gets out his wand and just kind of taps him with the wand. And... And um, you see, like, this magical, like, kind of like, shadow, yeah. like, sh- like, almost, like, encase his his torso. And, uh, Justin, like, he, he looks up at you and he's like, thank you. Uh, much obliged. Uh, I don't know you very well, but I, I hope, hope to get to know you. And maybe someday uh, we can fight alongside each other. But... So he, like, reaches his hand out and just kind of grips him. And, yeah. Uh, and just the, the man, like, the Godspeed. man. Yep. Yeah. Godspeed. He's like... Go and find the great forest. It's like, I will do everything I can. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, wait, you know what? Hmm. And... Let's see. No, never mind. That yeah. won't work. He just gives him a nod, and he, uh, he walks toward, uh, the rest of the crew, and he walks toward both brothers, Jimothy and Timothy. Yeah. And he says, all right. Come on, my friends, let's go. Yes. Excellent. Well, okay. <laughs> what was somebody talking to me? Yeah, he was yeah. talking to you. What did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking to each I'm other. I'm very old. You have to forgive my ears. <laughs> he just keeps on walking. He's just like, you got something. You, you got something you're struggling with as well. We better keep on moving. Yep, yep, sure. Yep, very tiny legs. Just make sure you don't walk too far. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. He looks at everybody, he's like, is everybody ready? Is everybody prepared? Um, Andreas is like, I'm all ready to go. Right. Let's head on out. Let's do. Mm-hmm. Cool. So on you go. Are you going down the first cavern you chose, where Egrets descended? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's back where the danger came from. Yeah. So you head down that way, long steps, you're heading down step after step, a long tunnel crawling through a couple tight passes. You're all sticking kind of close together. You make your way up. How are you approaching this nest cavern? You start to see the, the alley open up, kind of the way you remember before. There's the stone steps that you recall. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you guys approaching? Um, I, uh, Andreas will be uh, probably towards the, the, the back, mm-hmm. um, just kind of being like, I got your guys back. You ready to go? Let's let's head on out. And I, I'm guessing he'll probably also stick a little bit close to the halfling and be like, mm-hmm. like, I got you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that rabbit's so cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> and as he says that, he lifts up his hat and says, Timothy, positions! And J- Timothy the rabbit jumps right on top of his head. He plops his hat back down. All you can see are his floppy ears hanging down. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Position. Fantastic. Yeah. Battle stations. Uh, that's great. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys are approaching. Um, as you guys walk, it's the same scene that you saw before. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the cave opens up in a big way as soon as you get close to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a sharp drop that leads into the chamber. I'll, I'll re-explain the scene just so you remember what it looked like. Rough stone steps that are cut into the end of this tunnel ease downward. Uh, there's faces carved into all these walls cut from the natural stone in the form of reptilian visages. Their mouths are open, filled with jagged teeth, and their oval eyes lack pupils, making them seem blind. Mm-hmm. The charred remains of a fire still sit within a bowl in the center of the room. And you just see the ash and smoke just kind of still smoldering a little bit of soft glow from inside of this bowl. And as you, you kind of approach it, you look and you see um, these same two troglodytes that you saw last time stand... As you guys approach, they're already standing at the ready. They know you're there. They sent that troglodyte to go and catch the rest of the party. And they're standing there ready to go. And from behind the bowl kind of walks the um, the acolyte. Oh. Um, this hooded, cloaked troglodyte figure comes back from around the side and says, ah, You're back. As you know, your friend belongs to us now. And Andreas, like, will peek out from behind, probably, um, Stormbreaker, and he'll, he'll peek out and be like, said, you took our friend? We're gonna come and slit your throat. Ooh, oh, snap, man. Oh, snap. The acolyte kind of looks back, because she kind of stops in her track, you know, at this word and everything, and, uh, and says, uh... You know, it, again, in Draconic, is just going to say, like, she says, This is a sacred place. We would prefer not to draw blood on this ground. And but we will kill you if we must. And Andreas is... And then the two troglodytes kind of, like, take, a def- take an attack stance, and they're just standing there ready. What's two troglodytes? The Two troglodytes in the front, holding spears, mm-hmm. and then the acolyte behind them. And um, Andreas is like, "Go get him, guys!" And he starts playing Inspire Courage, which will begin at, at as we roll initiative. So roll for initiative. <laughs> All right, boom, baby. Inspire Courage. Uh, it's a plus one to attacks and damage. Uh, hold 19. on, let me just, uh... Ooh, 19 for Ulrich. I almost rolled it off the table, and I really Ooh. wish I had. Ah, Look not quite. Ah, uh, if only so, the table was shorter. Moral Sorry. bonus to, um, hey. Charm and, uh, moral bonus to saving throws well. against Charm and Fear Effect. Oh, I thought you could check it from the computer, that's Um, uh, a yeah. plus one oh, competence bonus on attack and weapon damage. I lied. That's going to be the most important. Uh, Ulrich's a 20 for initiative. Woo, not bad. No, I got a 13 for All Jimothy. Right. How you doing, Matt? You good? No. What's that? It's not great. But all y'all have a plus one. Mm-hmm. 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 
guys real quick. Alright. That's probably fine. Andreas's initiative. Um, sorry, it is a uh, twenty-two. Wow. Darren. Seven. All right. Estevan. Two. Hey. Oh man. Jim and Tim. Did you roll? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was uh, thirteen. All right. Nice. I guess you didn't. Do you have a modifier? I did. Yeah, it was plus oh, one. Okay, cool. Okay. Let me put these in order. Nothing too special. He's old, he's not very quick. Short break. <laughs> Here's a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Galarian Spears. Buy one, get one 50% off. As long as you come in with a discount coupon served from our one and only Aubrey. <laughs> Must be signed. No take backs, no returns, and no free shipping. <laughs> When we, say, when we say half off, we really mean you get a long spare and a short spare. <laughs> you literally lose half the ball. That's why it's not free shipping. <laughs> Alright. Uh, almost got it. Uh, who uh, rolled the highest initiative out of curiosity? Yeah. You two had the highest, as far right. as I can tell. Dude, plus six ten is that's an sick, insane. I took the feet. Uh, I took the improved initiative. <laughs> it's such a great. There's that dodge, and then the three that boost your saving throws are just like. Yeah. Oh, why wouldn't you take if those you're if you have a chance combat, to? Or just like you're. Uh-huh. I mean, if you're if you're wanting to like enhance your combat, in right? General, like, and I, great. I think those are stackable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for feats or just for feats. Yeah. So basically, you can take dodge multiple times, mm-hmm. and you can take improved initiative multiple times. So you you could end up like at fifth level having like a ridiculous a, a plus fifteen to initiative, yeah. Yeah. and you're just like always on top. So no matter what you get, you pretty much I'm I'm first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of which. Andreas is first. Uh, begins his bardic performance and moves into the room. We should probably draw the map. You probably should. Probably should draw the map. Well, Assume there's a out. good amount of space. Well, actually, I guess that's not technically true. I will draw the map. Yes. So you guys are entering from the west. Bop, bop, bop. So this map goes about here. There's another passage this way. Another passage that way. Another passage that way. Wow, oh boy. Another passage is... There's a reason they blindfolded you. Another passage that way. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there is one, two, three, four exits beside the way you came oh in. Oh my gosh. So which is the wow, way that we came in? This one. Here. Okay. Yeah. In the center of the room, 
It's going to be fire. Um, so, uh, it's that flaming bowl of sort of a, it looks like a, uh, just some kind of burning pot, you know, sitting in the middle of the room. Um, from the center of the room. I guess we'll just be like that, one, I guess. two, three in the back here. Uh, so Andreas, you are first. So, um, party performance. Inspire. Yeah, start, it starts to inspire courage. Great. And, uh, is, um, going to, um, he's going to try and do a little bit of tanking and move through his, his friend's squares, and he's going to move up to here. The bar And starts tanking. playing Inspire Courage. Nice! Everybody gets a plus one. So Ooh. sweet jams, fill the halls. So just make sure when you guys are rolling and stuff, add that plus one to... Whatever you're rolling uh, for attack okay. and damage. Yeah, you're the best one to keep modest on that too. So okay. Yes. Keep an eye on that. Stormbreaker. All right. Stormbreaker is not going to move his position at all whatsoever. Ooh. It's going to lean over to Darren and cast Enlarged Person. Oh! oh no. Crap, <laughs> Darren or Lenny? Yeah. Um. Man, that's can you imagine one. a giant ostrich running oh, through there? Yeah. Oh, it's like a T Rex. Oh, you're gonna kill no. that well, ostrich if you get How tall is this cave? That's terrifying. Oh, yeah, good point. That's a good question. Let me actually, rather than make it up, I would say the ceiling is about 25 feet high. Okay. What's that? There's an enlarged person. There's an enlarged person mass. It's about 15 feet high. 25 feet. It's about 25 feet high. Okay, so we're good then. Vaulted ceilings, you're good. I mean, yeah, alright. So, I mean, and he's a halfling as well, right? So, I mean, it's not like the end of the world. Um, you are. No, you are. No, Dan's a human. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Why am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of he's uh, a Sir Will. I'm thinking of, of Sir Will. Yeah, yeah. alright. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's going to um, cast a large person onto, uh, oh. onto Darren. Our oh. initial party was Almost all human. You essentially double in size, Efrit and Martin, which gives you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can get um, the, more, oh, okay. the, the more basic, the, the more description of it. It increases. It's a it's a plus two size bonus to strength. Has a negative two to dexterity. Oof. And which I have about to this dexterity. So you're yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you have a negative one penalty to, on attack rolls and AC to your increased size. Um, Lower to see better attack. But you have better attack. Yeah. So and more damage. And so more you damage. roll you roll the damage die of a weapon one size larger than your own. Yeah. Which is um, awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is pretty easy. Because you have a lance, or... Yeah. yeah your lance at a, one size larger, I believe, do you roll D6 right now or D8? Uh, then I, I believe you get two d6s. I believe. I think it's a d10 before two d6s. Yeah. Let me let me look that up. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, but Ulrich. d10 for damage plus added strength. So. Yeah. And Ulrich's not going to move at all. Um, so he's just going to use one of his trackers and uh, cast and uh, use a uh, hand of the apprentice. It depends on what the spell says. Wait, wait, wait! You can't cast and then and then make attack? an attack. No, because mm-hmm. those are both standard actions. Are they both standard actions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's a tr- if, even if it's considered a tracker. Because it's still an attack. Okay. Yeah. Then, to throw it, it's still it's still an attack. All right. Then if that's the case, then I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. So you're gonna use the wand? Yeah, with the okay. wand. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's also that's a standard action. It's two, two standard yeah. actions, but it's not yeah. an attack. It doesn't. It, it, you can't make two standard actions in a turn. Even if I don't move anywhere. 
What does it say on enlarged person? Is that a standard action? On a large person? Yeah. Um, uh, get a casting time one round. Oh, so it would take you the full one. Round yeah, it's the full all round right, to then cast on a large person. Then, then okay. that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. It's still pretty solid. Uh, Troglodyte number one. He's ready to go. It is 2d6 for a large lance. Oh, nice. nice. All right, that's pretty cool. So uh, this first Troglodyte, uh, he, it's pretty impossible to ignore the guy playing these loud jams over here. So he's gonna five foot step up. Giant guy with a lance. Well, he's still growing. He's That's not true. finished growing yet. He's a growing boy. The other guys yeah. might look at him, mm-hmm. but the first guy just hears this loud music coming from over here. So he's gonna. Oh, I should be playing music. What am I doing? <laughs> so he goes, takes a shot with a natty nineteen. And uh, oh yeah, go ahead. So that's oh, will you have mage armor on? No, that's, no, that's Justin. Justin does. Uh, so that's gonna be a total Can I play of some music? Uh, yeah, go for it, dude. Twenty-one to well, hit. Well, actually, let me look it up. Sorry, most people playing. That I am going to use a panache Ooh, and nice. up my AC to twenty-three, Ooh. which will not be a hit. Nice. So just kind of like while playing, like like sweeps to the side yep. as you like, like his javelin as it spears, like. Oh, there you go, nice. And he, you go and spear him, and he just, like, dances out of As the he goes to spear, like, he strums the strings and just continues to play. Yep. Um, and that is a miss, then, at the cost of a finash point. Yep. And now, it is the Acolyte's turn. The Acolyte, oh, baby, what is she gonna do? So she, uh, looking out, she, uh... <laughs> Sorry, it's just getting annoying. <laughs> That's all right. So let me let me make sure I've got this right here. Oh, also internet's down, so that's a problem. Oh, uh, really? Wait, no, it's not. Just kidding. Who's the one off to the side there? Which one? Uh, closest to the laptop. Right there, yeah. That's um, um, that, that's, that's Andreas. Yeah. Okay. Andreas, just make sure. Okay. So. Uh, so this acolyte steps out from behind. She looks and sees. Uh, she looks and sees this wizard enlarging this giant creature, and thinks to herself, "This guy must be dangerous." So she goes ahead and starts casting. Uh, well, as a standard action, she casts a spell. Oh, look, I'm gonna need a will save. Uh, uh, is is it a mind affecting fear effect? Uh, is it for everybody? That's just for me. Oh, it boy. is. Then you get a plus one to that. Because hey. of Inspire Curse. Nice. Right. So whatever you roll, it's a will save plus one. Alright. Yep. Alright. Um, that would be a 15. Is that the, with the plus one? Yeah. Okay. A 15. So that's going to be... Well, it's going to be close. It's going to be real close. Plus... Needed that. You needed that extra little bit of courage. Alright. Yeah. Um, and that's its turn. Jimothy and Timothy. Alright, well, Jimothy <laughs> and Timothy. <My> God. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jimothy is going to um he's going to remove his hat. Okay. And Timothy is going to stand up, throw his arms out, <laughs> oh, no. right, or his paws, yeah. <laughs> and they are going to cast Obscuring Mist. Oh, oh snap! That's pretty nice. Good. 
Where are you casting, casting it? it? Just around so the group there. Centering all, on you. Centering on me where the spell... Yeah, basically where all the spellcasters okay. are standing. So I believe that's a 20-foot radius. It is. Ken, can you draw that out for me? 20-foot radius around who now? Uh, yeah. Me. Which would <laughs> You're basically yeah. just a yeah. big rabbit. Yeah. All right. Wow, that's huge. That is pretty huge. Um, so basically, everywhere in the room is yeah. just about missed it. Um, dang. Uh, obscuring mist fills the room. Suddenly no one can see anything. Darren is now probably like, what, 12, 15 feet tall? Oh, yeah. On top of Lenny? I'll say both of you No, 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 alike. so when he grows, his legs just, he's just no longer standing <laughs> <laughs> He's just straddling Lenny? Up. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it's fantastic. He doesn't need to be on Lenny anymore. Excellent. So then Darren steps up. I don't even know if he needs to, because he's just like, as he's growing, as Lance is growing, yeah. just shoves his lance into, at the head of this troglodyte. Who's like, I imagine him like holding his spear bracing, and then mm-hmm. he sees him growing, and he's like, and <laughs> <laughs> he just lifts up. Yeah. And then he sees this huge legs coming You have a plus one miss. to your attack. Just attack and damage. You also have to roll concealment. Actually, at 50%, because he's more than five feet away from you. So that's 50% concealment to attack this guy. Unless you were to move out. Oh, of how the tall are you? Well, it's 20 feet radius, so that's also very Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, double my size is, uh, I think I'm like 5'4". Yeah, so you're still in the middle of the mess. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to roll the hit, and I got a minus one to my AC. I got a plus one to my AC. No, no, it's not to AC. Inspire Courage is not to AC. Plus one to attack, is it? It's attack and damage. 13, Hold on, plus let me just... 7 attack bonus. That's 20. So 20 to hit. You're attacking the Stragonite. Roll me concealment. All right. So this Which is a 50% is... concealment with your reach. Come on. Which is these guys? Yeah. Uh, the 2d10s, yeah. Let's see. Oh, oh 96. Oh, so just this Stragonite sees, poof, miss. And as he, like, leans in to look... This giant lance is <laughs> firing out from the mist and stabs all, It has a plus one to damage as well. Okay. Well, well plus, t- plus two to strength as well. So you're oh, adding technically a plus three to your damage. Well, Ooh. if you have a plus two to strength, then it's a plus one modifier. Yes, exactly. So, plus one modifier. so, so actually a plus two to strength a, altogether. Okay, plus six yeah, yeah. damage bonus, plus one, so plus seven wow. to this roll. Dang, but said, come on. for a 2d6, but I think it does. No, it does. It does count for a 2d6. Roll well, some hefty damage. Ooh. A five. Right. Plus seven. You said you normally have 12. a plus six? So that would so be... So your size gets damage. you plus one and Inspire Courage gives you plus one a day? I did hit... Mm-hmm. So you'd have a plus eight then. Ooh, nice. so that's 13. 13. That's pretty huge. I did put the custom modifier on to get the plus six, though. Okay, so that's already yeah. in there. So it's a it's a yeah, yeah. it's 12 points of damage. It's 12, 12 points. 12, 12 points of damage. Just shoot straight out of the mist, looks at this guy, and it's like the so- like the tip <laughs> of the lance now. It's pretty much like the size of his head. And as it like stabs out of this thing, just like skewers into like the jaw and the neck, and just like comes back out and the dude just collapses. Yes! Oh, he is dead! Nice. Dead! Yes. One hit wonder, baby! Very Huge nice. move! Wait, he didn't go. see it coming. He did not. <laughs> he did not see it coming. And now Lenny can go. And that's the one that hadn't attacked. Right, now, Lenny, now Lenny is operating Lenny independently of Darren. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alright. Too many animal companions. <laughs> Just means he's gonna die. Well, no, so Lenny's going to. 
run behind uh, Estevan? Or sorry, uh, Andreas? Andreas, yes. He's gonna run behind Andreas and try to make it behind the struggle that I think he has the speed. He's got 55 feet of movement or something. Well, depending on this corner here. I don't think it's even on there. Well, yeah, I'd say you can probably get her out there. And they're one okay. character. Yeah, so. and he goes to play. Yeah, but you you do get a companion. Well, see, now there oh, you'd have shoot. a problem. Because it, well, no, I guess you can make it. Yeah, yeah, you can make it. Use yeah. your face. And he will go to bite. Okay. Peck. Peck. Yeah, I know, I just made it look at it. Peckable. And it was a... With a plus one. 17, 18 right back. to hit. Really? I'm yes. gonna, I'm gonna gonna he rolled a bad He's flanking, huh? so he, he's out of the 15. Are you <laughs> serious? This bonus is enormous. He's a wow. plus two. Oh my god. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it'll hit. So and you get the inspire so courage too? Yeah, I already had it. Plus two. Six points of damage. Alright. Not too shabby. Come on, lady. Not too shabby. Pecking away. Giant bird comes and just takes a little peck out of this guy. Just what the? Yeah. Uh, and he's out of the obscuring mist, so he's fine. Oh, uh, that's true, yeah. too. And Estefan is up. All right, I'm going to cast one of my awesome new second level spells. Whoa! Yeah! Flaming Sphere. Oh! On the, on the Acolyte. Huge. It is huge. And that's he's a outside of the mist, and you already knew where he was. So, so he needs to make a reflex oh, right. Okay. I do not have a USB. Oh no. That's right. I do. I just, I just need to charge oh, need, my phone. You need a dongle, bro? I need a dongle, dude. How do you not have a USB port on a laptop? It's exactly. new. It's, it's, it's brand new. new. It's new and Apple so, sucks. It's a stupid design. <laughs> it is silly. Yes. Alright. Reflex 10 plus. Say the faster to make everything uh, more complicated. Level. Is it DC 15? DC 15. You can hate on the apple, As bro. this flaming sphere comes by. Like I say, I always say there are pros and cons to both. So is that no you're damage? You're fine. No damage. Happened to be okay. But the flaming okay. sphere is right there. Whoa. Nice. So this this giant ball That's a perfect, fire. perfect thing I, for I it. dug for a red one. Yeah. So. Giant ball of fire comes just emanating out of nowhere as this acolyte like shifts to the side in the last second, manages to avoid this sphere. But looks back over at Estefan too and realizes she is not the only spellcaster in the room. Um, she's possibly outnumbered in terms well, of spellcasters. Well, Estefan's in the mist, so not technically. But she knows this. De- the, there is somebody else out there that's making a mess. The duration. Uh, and I'm gonna keep the Ray Mason with me. Okay, Andreas. Andreas, uh, there's this troglodyte right in front of him. So he's at the edge of the mist. The troglodyte's out of the mist, so could he technically still like he's right next to him? So that's no concealment. You're at so you're twenty. I'd have concealment if he tried to hit me. Would I? Would he have concealment? He's out of the mist. What applies to one would apply to both. Um, I think in this case. Really? Uh, because like I feel like I'm at the edge of the mist. He can kind of see me, but I can totally see him. You know? I think you because he's out of the mist. Because if there's a bunch of mist in your face, you can't see totally in front of you. Because it is still between you and him. Okay. So, it is still a I factor. think you have to roll, what is it, 25%? 20, 20%? Okay. As long as one of you is in the mist, I think you have to roll. Maybe we can half it, go like 10%. Because I'm at the <laughs> edge, he's at the edge. Play the game. 20%. <laughs> Alright. Yep. Alright. Uh, he's going to sustain Bardic performance. Okay. Uh, so everyone loses their plus one. No, uh, it's sustaining it with a free action. So everybody still keeps the plus one. Yeah. So you can attack and sustain? Yes. It's, oh. a, it's a free action. 
to sustain it. Oh, nice. all right. Um, not an immediate action, a free action. All right. To sustain Bardic Performance, and he's going to attack. So that's still with a plus one to attack with us. Ooh, Natty 19, which is oh. a crit. Oh. oh! If I confirm this, I get my panache point back. Okay. All right. Which... Confirmed, Natty 18. Oh, yes. I gained my panache point back. If you confirm the concealment. Oh, oh it's Wait, right. but that's just a confirmed crit in general. Yeah. Sure, if you hit the concealment. 90. That's all right. No, no, right. That's a confirmed critical. Right. Confirmed critical, baby. Confirmed crit. Light him up! Um, so that hey, is a times two, crit, times two crit with 1d8 <laughs> plus 5. So 2d8 plus 10? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Six, four, twenty yeah. points of damage. Oh, what are you attacking him with? Your my long sword. Okay. Just like hit him with a star. And then in the middle of the song, turns to slash. And in the middle of your slash, you know, you just like kind of like with with a double spin, bringing the sword down, and just from shoulder to hip. Blood spurts out of this troglodyte as he just falls oh backwards, oh. and the light immediately fades from his right. eyes. There's blood on Lenny's face, and it's just blinking like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's not a very emotional bird. <laughs> uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Nice. All right. Auric. All right. So Auric is gonna roll an intimidate check and try and get this um, acolyte to, to talk. Okay. So he's just gonna basically. Um, Do you need to step forward um, a few feet and just yell, Which direction did she go? You know, that's that's essentially what she's going to need. No, I'm alright. I didn't roll high enough. I failed. It was a fail. It was a failed intimidate. So, voice cracks. Where did they take her? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, tell me where my suit is. (laughs) He's going to. (laughs) <laughs> He's going... Oh, man, what do I want to do? He's going to, um... He's going to cast Mage Armor. Okay. So, on himself. And then that's going to be his turn. Safe bet. You say, where is she? And from behind the mist, you can't even quite see where the satellite is. Well, you just hear, you'll never know. And it just seems to echo all around, too, as she says creepy. it. Um... Uh, and it's the Acolyte's turn. Oh, baby. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, what's she gonna do? What is she gonna do? Oh, this is great, guys. I'm having fun with her. Alright, so she is going to look, uh... So the only thing that is not shrouded in mist right now is Lenny. <laughs> So she's going to scoot back around the other side of this uh, bowl here. She's going to look over at Lenny. Give herself a plus four for a thing she has called concentration, which she can use five times per day. And that's going to be a 90-19. She's going to do a little thing called an elemental ray. Oh, God. So, all of a sudden, yeah. Lenny takes seven points of acid damage. Oh, Just man. out of nowhere, just like from her hand, this like swirling vortex of green goo splashes across Lenny's backside, begins to burn through its feathers and flesh. Um, and then as it's turn, and there seems to be like a bit of a wicked smile that comes out of the side of her face as she does this. And that is Jimothy and Timothy's turn. Does that damage continue at all? 
Uh, no. Okay, just to be clear before I do anything. Yep. How much space is a square? It's five, five feet. Five feet. feet. Isn't yep. it? Right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Wait, does that acid or elemental ray automatically hit, or is that a touch attack? Touch attack. Crush the roll. So all Jimothy is going to do... How did you touch do, from ten feet away? It's an array. It's against your touching. You come oh. through the mist and move right around the corner. Let's get into the room. Alright. And then that's it. Yeah, you can't really see your opponent from there anyways. Not really, no. Yep. Um, <laughs> you only have 15 foot movement it's, speed. It's really bad. It is pretty bad. Uh, Darren. Okay. I have tiny legs. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, mount has just been attacked! Lenny, the bird that you saved well, in the wild. And I gotta imagine Darren hears Lenny in pain. <laughs> so Darren just rushes out of this. Oh baby, can he charge on foot? Yeah. He's gonna charge directly out of the mist <laughs> as a giant. Can he, can he charge at the mist though? Uh oh, I guess I think you need to. Well, you need clear sight. You well, need to be able to see your opponent if you're charging. Well, I think will so. you by the time you reach her, though? That's what I'm thinking, is I'll run But then you would have mist. already been moving. But charging yeah. the full run action. Yeah, so imagine, like, you're running out of the mist, and then you see you have to kind of juke and kind of, like, correct your course to actually hit your target. Um, so, yeah, with so the mist, you could... mechanic charge, mechanical charge. Well, you can move up there, but I think mechanically I don't think you could charge. Also, your your opponent has partial cover around this, this flaming... Bowl, um, but you could move okay. up there and attack. Okay. So yes, that was more flavor, flavor charge. Than sure, flavor so, charge. Start running out of the mist, and as as just like the scene comes up and he sees Lenny burning with acid. Yep. And he runs forward at this flaming. What is it? Acolyte. Hooded troglodyte. No, 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 He's no, not flaming. Oh yeah, the flaming sphere. Yeah. Can he like roll a straight check to just like? Like nail, like push it over while he's running. Uh, he is yeah. big. I mean, he is large. I'd I mean, allow it. Okay. I mean, this is basically a cauldron of you know ashes here. Yeah, so I, I need mean, a strength yeah. check then. If you're gonna, okay. well, if you're, gonna, I would imagine you'd run up on on this side of it and try and flip it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's trying to flip on it over onto it. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome. All right, I like that. Roll me a strength check. So okay, uh, it's an that's eight. a shame. Uh, so you kind of get underneath yeah. it, and as you kind of reach underneath it, like, you know, the, the, the pot itself is burning hot, and it just kind of uh, sears your hands, you can't quite get a grip on it, it seems like it's still attached to something underneath it, and you can't quite get it off the ground, but you now lock eyes with this acolyte, as it has this wicked smile, and it just looks at you for a second, sees you fail to lift this thing, and then just looks back over at Lenny. As um, Lenny decides to... Being covered in acid, yep. turn and run at this thing. Yep. And go to peck it. Okay. Peck away, my friend. Alright, it's gonna be a 14 to hit. That is going to be a miss. Okay. Alright, Lenny, swing and a miss. Estefan. What do you got? There, here comes the flaming sphere. Well, baby! Make another reflex save. Move action to move the sphere. Yep. Reflex save. That's gonna be a total of... 13. Oh, that's a miss. Oh, that's a fail! Let's yes. see. How many... How many... 3d6. Yes! Time to cook a lizard. 
11 points of damage. Oh! Yes. Stewed lizard for dinner. Not bad. Uh, not too shabby. Let me just add blood, acid, and fire all like, right in his face. Uh, <laughs> Lenny must be so confused. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, that's pretty fun. Uh, so, hit with the, so there's your move action. Um, is there anything else you want to do in your turn? Uh, yeah, we'll step up into the room more. Double move, technically. Andres! Uh, I like and- the speed of this combat. It's feels Andres, like it's going very quickly. This is good. Seeing Lenning run up and seeing uh, Darren try and, like, lift this thing. Yep. He, like, is going to... He's going to cut out his um, bardic performance. Okay. So that's, that's done for now. Okay. And he's going to... Um, let's see. Ooh, here's an idea. Oh this... boy. I don't like when you're creative. He's going to Ow. reach Ow. out. Ow. He's going to cast Mage Hand. Ooh. And put it around this guy's throat. Okay. So basically, like, just, just slightly squeezing this guy's throat with only the five, like, it can only lift five pounds, but... It's not enough to cut off his airway. It's not enough to cut... Like, it basically, so he's just going to roll an Intimidate check. Mm-hmm. As he walks up to this guy, yeah, and like being like, "Tell us where she's at." I'm gonna roll a reflex save to avoid the choke. Well, he, he can't see it. It's just a. It's like a, a like a ghostly hand. Natty one. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and sure. he'll roll an intimidate check. Okay. Fourteen. So, do I get any additions due to mage hand? Well, didn't you get a plus one? No, because the, that's turned off because I stopped my bardic. Oh, okay. I'll give you the bonus. You're outside of the mist. Um, yeah, he starts walking out of the mist with, like, he's like, like, he has his hand out like this, mm-hmm. and, like, the dude feels like like a, a hand around his throat. Yeah. Um, so. Or it's a girl? Yeah. 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 Female troglodyte. It kind of feels this things. move and says, kind of, where is she at? Um, you know, and it and it feels the choke, and it sees, you know, like, you guys all just kind of coming out of the mist now, and she knows the troglodytes are not coming out of the mist, just you guys are. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to get a little bit more shaken as you guys are approaching, and just kind of just through this, like, uh, I imagine, like, Darth Vader. Yeah, just, no, like, that's exactly know? what I'm yeah. going for. As, like, he, like, yeah. has, like, troglodyte blood spilling from his longsword. Yeah. And it's just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not a full choke, but just kind of feeling tightness around yeah, the neck. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, and just and just looks out, and she's kind of like, she's, she's, she belongs to the stone now. And that's all she says. Uh, what else do you do? And um, Andreas is, like, right up in his... Right up in her face now. Um, and, I mean, that's basically... Um, uh, he's, he's basically going to say, like... Screw the stone. Tell me what... Tell me where she's at. Um, yeah, she doesn't really have much more to say. She's in the stone! And just kind of like shakes the hand off of her neck. Um, and uh, that's it. Mm. Okay. Um, well, he won't, he can't really do much else. He's standing right in front of 
in front you of her. You have a move action left. Yeah. He did. I moved yeah, yeah. forward, five up feet. right in front of her. So well, five foot step. So. Oh, right up in front of her? Yeah. So, like, all the way there? Yeah. No, okay. like, I'm right there. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, could I technically, as part of the move, like, just, like, actually put my hand around her throat? I mean, that'd be, like, a touch attack for flavor, and at this point, probably not. The okay. standard action was to cast the mage hand, and the yeah. action was to move up, so, mm-hmm. as I know. All right. Um... Just and going for some flavor and trying to end this combat. It's cool. still pretty cool. Ulrich. All right, Ulrich's going to try and attempt another Intimidate. Okay. And see if he can, because he wants to know which direction he goes. So, like, there's, like, five tunnels, five different, like, or at least four yep. different entrances that we have to go to, and she, he wants to know which, which direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so he basically walks up to her and says, you know, if you tell us where she is, uh, if you tell us where she is, um, we won't harm you, essentially. Mm-hmm. But he says, but if you if you don't, we're, we're, we are going to kill you. I mean, obviously, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, your death is not going to be a pleasant thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it a slow death. Six seconds to communicate this information. Yeah. Oh, my God. Two twos. And the same, like the same Tonight time. is the night of twos, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Tonight. for those not in the know, I rolled... Eight twos in a row on the same <laughs> dice. It was horrible. So, <laughs> it was impossible. I so, picked up my D20. It was sitting on two. Case of point. So uh, the number of the day. Yeah, that's obviously not gonna work. Um, yeah, she still got some fighting her. You yeah, have a you have a spell. It. You can cast a spell. You just tried to intimidate. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 on, I'm honestly just gonna attack her. Okay. Try to knock her down. Okay. So, that's what I'm gonna do. So you yeah. move back around the other side there. Yep. Okay. So, there we go. So you move all the way up to attack then? There we go. Then he'd be through the flaming sphere, right? Or th- would that not matter because it's on top? Technically, it's on her space. Yeah. Okay. That's a 20 to hit. Uh, 20 to hit? That's probably going to hit. Flaming, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a hit. All right. There you go. Um, can I double check my uh, stats really quick? I just want to make sure I'm rolling correct. I believe I'm rolling into the but... Oh. It's not with the plus one anymore. Yes. Yes. I am, uh, I am aware. Oh! Never mind. It's a d10. Plus one. Oh! Ooh. Never mind. Plus two. Alright! Plus two. Alright, d10. Um, right there. It's yeah. that one. Alright. Come on. Ooh. That is 11 points. Of Woo! Oh, baby! So he just like lifts up his elven sword and just slices her. All right, shing right through the like through the cloak. You know, like as she's moving, it's hard to even feel what connects and what just gets lost in the robes. But you see the robes tear and blood starts to stain through them. Um, the uh, and it is now her turn. Oh baby, what's she gonna do? You coming around the backside definitely changed the game for her. Because um, now. You got three people right on you. I know. Well, so the original plan was to five foot step and attack, but now she would definitely provoke. Um, what's she gonna do? She's definitely in a bit of a pickle here. Um, I'm gonna say she will. So now with a. With casting a spell, it's got to provoke, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I'm gonna say she does a five foot step here. That would technically still provoke from Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the five foot step wouldn't. No, but her attack would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her, her casting a spell would. So uh, she's gonna five foot step and she's gonna provoke from Lenny. All right. Put Lenny. her back to the wall. Lenny. Not a plus one, just so you know. Mm, At this point, it it she's used to <laughs> the the. Pecking head. Yeah. <laughs> Sweeps to the side, kind of like tries to duck low as she moves. Um, and is going to go ahead and just kind of like, you know, place hands, you know, almost directly on top of Lenny as more acid shoots out oh, of her hands. No. Uh, that's a natty 20. Oh, oh baby. All right, so going to confirm the crit then. Uh, and that's going to be. Oh, baby. So it's a 15 against touch. That's my exact time. Oh! <laughs> okay, so I got the crit cards and all that going. So I should have pulled my crit cards for the. For this is a crit spell. Okay, so. All right, let's see here. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. All right, so let me roll the damage here. Uh, double damage. It does say on the crit card. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and figure out what that is exactly. <laughs> oh boy. So that's gonna be 11 Cody points of damage. <laughs> so this acid, as I imagine, she like sweeps to the side, puts hands almost directly on Lenny, as just this green goo just like pours from her hands uh. and begins to cover Lenny. And uh, Lenny also then glows. Lenny starts to like glow, like Ninja Turtle atomic wastes glow for two rounds. What? Um, oh man! It says tar- Lenny. specifically target glows like a fairy, like a fairy fire for one d six rounds. So Lenny is literally glowing from like the nuclear waste that is pouring out of this accolade. Uh, how's Lenny doing? Six points. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, she would be so happy just to let that blade sink in. Cook the bird. Um, and that's her turn. Next up is going to be Jimmy and Timmy. Oh, man. Will. Oh. Man. So, as a... I mean, everyone's pretty much at the edge of the mist now. If you want yeah. to dispel it, you could as a standard action, but you're just as well moving out and doing something. Uh, yeah, I know. It's kind of pointless to do it either your way. Movement yeah. speed. <laughs> yeah, like, if you could even make it to the edge of the mist of your own spell. Yeah, I know. Well, you should be safe. I cast a spell. What trap? Oh, man. Yeah, no, um... Guys, what's invisible and smells like I parrots? think what he's going to do, he's probably just going to double move Grab it first. to get out of the mist. <laughs> no. I move diagonally, correct? Yep. Okay. Every other one counts as two. You have a 15 Six. foot so movement right speed. Behind, uh, you have a 15 foot movement speed. Yeah. Cool. So you move 30. move 30. Oh, yeah, yeah. we'll move. Okay. Up behind yeah. there. And Darren, you're up. Your bird is getting cooked alive! Alright. Darren is going to. Am I going to kill my first animal companion? <laughs> the first you mount? horrible GM. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from the best. <laughs> Technically, you you just listened. If to I was him. good as Troy, I'd make you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Anti bottle cap. Hey! You skewer the bird with your own lance. Yep. 
I got so, a coddle bat. So Darren being like, oh, that thing's hot, is yep. gonna just walk up here next to Lenny. Yep. Who's blowing. Yep. And have reach, or I guess... That's actually too close. So then to be yeah. here? Yep. Or here? Uh, Hopefully back one. Technically you have 15 feet of reach right now. Yeah. Because you normally have a 10 foot attack, you're yeah. now large, so now you have a 15 foot. Yeah. Which oh, is ridiculous. Okay. So Basically gonna, a ranged attack. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna come up beside Lenny and try to lance this guy in the face. Lenny, no! With a 17 to hit. 17 to hit. That is a hit. Nice. Woo! And it's gonna be 26. Hmm. So it's gonna be 12 points of damage. From a giant lance. So... As this acolyte comes up, hands on Lenny, again, that wicked grin, as the Lenny begins to glow, it just reflects off her eyes, and like a cat's eyes in the dark, they just begin, like, shining, like they are creating their own light out of her eyes, it's this wicked grin, as she's just cooking this bird alive, and this lance, this giant lance comes <laughs> off on the side, skewers into the robes, and, like, she kind of tries to move at the last second, and it still hits her, and like she is like, just like you just see blood pour out of the wound as the lance is extracted, and she like almost falls to a knee, and she's just barely still standing. One might even say she's staggered. Yeah, sorry, it's all good. She's staggered. She's at zero. She is at zero hit points. Estefan, oh. you're up. Oh. Wait, right. Lenny hasn't gone. Yeah, Lenny's Lenny. up. Wait, we wonder if Lenny finished it. I know. Is so, Lenny gonna find the killing blow? You think action. Lenny's gonna restrain my, himself? <laughs> my question to you is what size is this? Medium creature. Okay. I just didn't know. It's always worth asking. It might trample. Mm. Um, Lenny glowing is going to. Is going to stand in front of Darren and pretty much like be like just covering it in this acid and glowing, be like just defending me and just like standing in front of Darren and take it. She just takes a, a five, he takes a five foot step. Yep. And it's just like looking at Darren like. You will not get close to him, you know. Like Lenny's no getting chance. getting a uh, territorial. Yes. Nice. His maternal instincts are kicking in. Yes. <laughs> I, I know what I said. <laughs> well, he has laid eggs before. That's so. a little weird. That's true. Yes, he has laid eggs, which is really just its own. You know, <laughs> Darren never actually knows how to check. You know, Darren doesn't know how to check a bird for their gender. You named it Lenny before he even knew. There you go. One of nature's great anomalies. I wouldn't know how to check a bird for its gender. <laughs> Lays an egg? Yeah. Uh, male ostriches lay eggs. Does um, it have a goida? <laughs> <laughs> and Estefan is up. It's from Uh First I'm going to say surrender or die to the acolyte. Fair point. As, uh, uh, intimidation. intimidation maybe? Yep. yep. Not a goblin right now, I assume. No. It's an 18. Uh, not, I'm not going to lie. Rolled an added 20. But I'm going to say she's got a few significant penalties for the fact that she's literally bleeding to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is just like, takes, you know, is like holding herself up and kind of keeps trying to stand. And as you say this, she just kind of like buckles to her knees and lands on the ground and then just kind of like, you know, just like puts both hands on her knees and just like folds her head down and is just like, 
and just kind of, you can see she's no longer in a fighting stance, and yeah. she just kind of collapses to the ground, as, struggling to breathe. As we just see Estevan come out of the mist, and it's just like, one, like the last straw, just like, yeah. <laughs> that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Broke yeah. The, the lizard's spine. Yes, sure. Whatever analogy you choose to use. Um, and combat is officially over. Yes! You have subdued the acolyte at exactly zero hit points. Come on. What do you do? Um, that was a pretty good comment. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Pause and say that job, went fellas. quickly. Yeah. That was interesting. We had some cool moves. Everything was snappy and fast. That was like the fastest mm-hmm. combat we've done. That felt great. Oh, yeah. Just, just yeah. for fun, roll as if you did a reflex save and see if uh, oh, the spear. you with the spear. <laughs> While it's still on top of her? Uh, reflex save would have been a, I think, a 13? Right, it should have been dead. Yeah, yeah. that would have been a 13. Would have died. Yep. Underneath a giant glowing ball of fire. That's um, okay. And a giant glowing bird. Let's just say that didn't happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to talk to her. Yeah, right. he hadn't moved the sphere, but yeah, yeah, that would have been the end of it. And she knows, you know, she's surrounded and clearly mm-hmm. dying. Um, um, Andreas walks up to her and, um, like, like, um, is like, you, you creepy bastard. <laughs> you stole her away from us. You deceived her. The truth? Are you for real? You really think that the stuff down here is the truth? Man, you ain't never been on the surface, have you? Like, for real? Have you been up there? It is great up there. Like, down here, it's musty, it stinks. How could the truth be down here? And he, um, basically, like, like still has his sword out, like, Lifts up her chin with the with the tip of his sword, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Now tell us, where did you take her? You do one point of damage to her chin, and she dies." <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. She is oh, come on. You deal eighteen damage. She's beyond her kind. Oh, Permanent. Dive shaving. Natural. <laughs> <laughs> How many innocents must die before we finally learn? Rusty uh, blades are dangerous. <laughs> PSA. Timothy and Timothy. So, so you kind of like lift lift her chin up, you know, asking where she is, and even after asking the question, you know, basically criticizing her truth at this point, Mm -hmm. and just kind of looks back up and with staggered breath, just she knows the truth. She believes in the truth. Because she has seen the truth. She lies with the stone mother below. That's all she says. He says, So if we wanted to get to this below. Where would that be at? Follow the darkness. And Andreas uh, is basically gonna just like use the hilt of his his blade and like knock her along the side of the head. <laughs> Roll a one d six. Four points of damage. Four points of non-lethal damage. Yeah. She's now unconscious below her con. Mm-hmm. 
What did you Um, He's like, he, he. I'm gonna make a perception check to see which tunnel doesn't have the glowing uh, crystals. Does anyone have knowledge dungeoneering? I yes, I do, because I am a freaking bard. Okay, yeah, I bet it was well. Seventeen. Oh, I thought, 17. I thought I was <laughs> um, Karen is still huge. And well, how long does that last? Three minutes. Terrible. It's a minute <laughs> is, that, is that English? Level. Uh, probably. Oh, oh entrance. Roll right. knowledge Passing. linguistics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's see. Linguistics. Speak for you, bro. So eight linguistics. <laughs> so read my handwriting. Um, anyways, with the knowledge engineering role, you would know that where you came in, came from the entrance. Mm-hmm. If you were go to your immediate left, that would take you back towards the pool. The smell kind of coming from down that way. It smells kind of fishy, um, different than the troglodyte smell. And you would remember that smell from the cave fishers and the decaying corpses that were in that room. And just kind of the breeze coming from through there, you're just like, I'll bet that heads back towards the cave fissures. So, to the, so basically now, what you would know is that from the, the cave fissure pool, there was only one other way into that room. So that pool is essentially cleared, except for one entrance. There is one other way into the cave fissure pool. Where you are now has another, what, three exits that you have yet to explore? Yeah. So originally you were thinking, let's send them into the cave fissure pool. That place is still not technically secure, but the good news is the entrance only had two exits. So now you know that where your where your party is, is back in the entrance yeah. is secured on both sides uh, both uh, both sides now, mm-hmm. unless something were to come through the cave fissure pool and then to the survivors. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know already as you kind of re- put this together, you realize you feel much safer about where your party is currently right. at. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do you do? Perception check. Oh, well, we rolled Dungeoneering. Was that for this information you that just gave us? That was to us? know that the pool was to your left. I want to roll a perception check to see which which of these tunnels doesn't have the glowing crystals. Uh, the crystals appear to be going to the left, back towards the pool, and forward um, through this exit here. Mm-hmm. But not You don't those appear two. to see any crystals coming from either of these two sides. Mm-hmm. Uh... Which, yeah. by the way, as you look around this room, there are these big, thick veins of crystals. They don't look incredibly valuable, but if you were to secure the space and spend some time mining them, you think they actually might have some worth to them. Nice. Um, yep. Um, could um, I roll a perception check to see if there's... Well, uh, would it be perception or survival to see which pathway on the ground looks like okay. it's used more? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's survival. All right. I'll just survive one. That is a... Ooh. Right there. That right. is a 27. Ooh. Wow. Whoa. That's a pretty solid survival. All right. Um, you see uh, a decent amount of tracks going uh, this way and this way, back towards the entrance. Very few tracks going back towards the pool. Mm-hmm. Very few tracks heading this direction and a ton of tracks heading this direction. Okay. Um, Darren Huge is gonna like take out his bedroll that he has in his bag and like lay it over Lenny and be like, Help my bird! And like, Who said that? Who said Quick, run! How long does that last anyway? Roll for initiative. Oh, wow. I, I think at, at this point, I think I'm gonna 
this point, it would have it would have died down. No, it's three, three minutes. And that's only been like that combat was about a minute. Seconds. Yeah, okay. right. thirty seconds to a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's thirty rounds. So he's, okay. for flavor, he's still he's still big. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, okay with that. So he's like, please, someone help, help Henny, help Lenny. Um, or we'll uh, run up to Lenny and cast cure light wounds. Nice. Um, Andreas is gonna look uh, yeah, down. Sure actually, have the right stats uh, here. He's, he's oh, going can, to. Can wand them too. Oh, can you? Yeah. He's gonna yeah, run up wand to. He's wand missing eighteen yeah. points. So. Oh, jeez. I'll do it twice. So while they're doing this, they're fussing over that. Andreas is trying to figure out which way is this this, this um, <laughs> rock mother or whatever she's called. The stone mother. Stone mother. He's going to run up to the. Number, it was what? So, sorry, one, two, three, four, five. You said this one had glow, was glowing? Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, there's crystal, there's crystal basically along these two exits right here. Okay. Nothing, just these Okay, so he's going to go up to this one and this one and detect magic down both hallways. Yep. Uh, you detect magic both ways. You have 60 feet of detect magic. Yes, yes. Um, it's not quite enough to give you anything helpful for at that distance. Uh, does the either tunnels of them kind of seem, wind their way down. Um, does either of them seem any more powerful than the other? Uh, you don't detect any magic coming from either direction. Oh, The, the okay. tunnels are too long. They're beyond the range of that spell. Then so. he's going to try... And sniff the air and mm-hmm. see which one seems yeah, yeah, a, less foul, a like. little more stale. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> He's gonna try and see which one is a little more stale. Sure. So perception check. Uh, mm. yes, yes. <laughs> Nine for one, and that is a ten for the other. Uh, the stench of troglodyte is overpowering. Oh, okay. It is really difficult to smell anything beyond that. Okay. Um, and actually, as you're smelling around, too, the one thing you would notice is that in the center of this room, this kind of burning bowl, you know, you're all pretty much standing right around it at this point, too. Like, as you kind of look into this this bowl, um, you see that this is a uh, what looks to be some kind of, like, a ritual fire. Um, it looks as though there's some sort of like burnt offerings inside of here. Um, you look and you see maybe some rabbits, you know, maybe some fish bones. <laughs> I know. Timothy's just sitting back there. He's looking at it just like this horrified look on his face. Like, yeah. I just what have we gotten into. I just imagine the like terrified look as he peeks over the edge and his ears are standing straight up. <laughs> uh, you roll a perception check. On this thing, the just anybody? Uh, yeah, I'll do it on the on the bowl itself. Fourteen. Fourteen uh, also. Sixteen. That is a twenty-five. Oh, nice. nice. So you all kind of look into this. You see this. You know, there's like little critters in here. Uh, nothing too crazy. Um, but the uh, um, you see that along the edges of the bowl itself, you see small, soft, like claw marks on the edge of it and it's enough for you to kind of piece together like when these animals were thrown into this fire they were alive they were probably alive oh Oh, god these are living sacrifices that they're throwing into this ritual fire um and you would also kind of like realize that as you're seeing all this um you see what looks to be like the bones of a hand 
sort of coming up out of the other side like a human hand. Uh, you know, a little bit more slender, but kind of poking out from underneath the ashes. And when I say it's, I mean, you see this, this is ten feet wide. Like, this is an enormous pit, and you see what looks like a hand coming out out of the edge of the ash. What do you do? I, the I edge have a theory, the, too. The ash or the, the cooking pot? So, when I say cooking pot, it is a big bowl, like an iron bowl. Like those fire pits filled you can with buy. ashes. Yeah. You like, know, ashes oh, and a giant metal bowl that yeah. you can get, yeah. Like, it's like a saucer. Yeah. Giant yeah. Elroth looks at the bowl and basically goes, this place needs to be cleansed. Hmm. I have a Much theory about there. the bowl. She said follow the darkness, so what happens if we put out the fire in the bowl and look for what would seem as the darkest pathway? Hmm. Interesting. It's a theory. It is a theory. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So do you say this to everybody? Like, yeah, I would say, I would like mirror that to the party. I'd be like, so she said to follow the darkness. If yeah, that we were, she would be... Yeah, I mean, uh, like she right. could be a crazed loon bag, but she, she could be trying to leave. <laughs> on the off chance the she's path. not, let, we could try and put out the fire and see which pathway would remain the darkest if we could proceed. This music's pretty intense right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, the uh, I like music. it. Uh, and when I say to you, like the ceremonial fire that's in the middle of this, it's right now more like smoldering embers. Like, you see the glow coming mm. off of these embers right now, but it's not like a lit roaring. Can I detect magic? But it is providing light. Can I detect yeah. magic in that, in, in, around this area right here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to detect magic for that? Yeah, if you detect magic yeah. over the over the bowl, um, you do sense magic coming from the bowl. Mm. Uh, so, um, can I concentrate to see which part of the bowl so I can grab it with mage hand? Uh, near the center. Okay, um, so... He's gonna reach in with mage hand and grab whatever's in there. And just kind of shove things aside. Yeah. And maybe if you if you're just kind of sweeping, you know, things and maybe like this ghostly hand kind of just like forms in the mm-hmm. air and just just kind of pawing it's through. It's like the master hand numbers. from uh, Super Smash Bros. Yeah. 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 Crazy hand shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and then concealment as Ash is kicked everywhere. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And as it just kind of starts like pawing things aside, it's almost like the brush of a. Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, paleontologist brushing away dinosaur yeah, yeah. bones. You start to see bones of these creatures appear, and as things keep moving away and away and away, you start to uncover the body of what looks to be a human. Um, and you know, those of you that might be familiar with it would realize this actually looks a little bit more like an elf. Uh, the bones are a little bit more slender, um, a little bit thinner. You know, a little bit—they're not quite as rigid looking. Well, um, well, the face is a little more elongated. Yeah, yeah. this way, like, like. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. more thin and mm-hmm. tall. Yeah. The bones of its ears are still pointy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds anatomically correct. You know, I actually your I had the same bones. thought, but I thought, no, that's way too stupid to say. I don't want to embarrass myself. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Nope. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you look at this, and it looks like a young elven skeleton. Um, and you see there's a, um, there's like a, it's almost like a satchel, like a side bag, um, kind of in there. The top of it's entirely charred, you know, but, you know, maybe this mage hand comes and sweeps it open, you know, if you were to pull it open and look. Or it's going to, like, kind of brush it aside and just kind of peek in and reach in and see what's going on. Yeah, it looks as though whoever this young elven cartographer was, it looks like they were drawing maps of the Fangwood. 
there's like kind of unfinished maps of the area nearby, a couple landmarks that you Ooh, recognize. Nice. Like you'd see a couple things that you're just like, I think we, yeah, that's that cabin. That's where we came from. And this is the treehouse that we camped out in. And this is that gristle down, you know, where we where we found the the shred skin. Like you'd look at it, you're like, yeah, this guy was mapping the Fangwood. Um, and uh, but he's long gone now. The maps don't appear to be very useful to you. Um, but uh, you know, it looks too as though, look, you know, based on the things like, you know, his bones, you know, like the way that they're shaped, you'd see the claw marks on the side of the bowl of this fire. It looked like they would resemble even human fingers. You know, mm-hmm. they're scraping against the iron itself. What? Where's the magic that we detected? So you detect a gold pin, kind of in the in the ashes of his body. Uh, a leaf-shaped gold pin that looks like it might be worth some money. Um, and then on one of his bony fingers, you see a ring of projection plus one. Dibs. Yep. Dibs. And, uh, and then you rolled that 25 perception over the bowl. Uh, so while everyone's looking in it and maybe kind of trying to look for things and this magic hand is waving things aside, Ulrich kind of peeks underneath the bowl, too, and he sees kind of stashed underneath them almost as though they were like trying to be hastily hidden and kind of, you know, tucked away, you notice it looks like there's there's a pair of boots that are kind of hidden back there. And you kind of reach back, you know, kind of just barely grab the edge of them and pull them out. And they are boots of elven kind. Uh, what is, I don't know what Hold on, are. hold on, let me look that up. Well, during that, um, Darren is going to, you know, uncover Lenny once he's got a little bit of healing. And Lenny stops glowing, by the way. Whoa! Yeah, well, I'd imagine though, like it's feathers, like it's burned from acid. Oh yeah. So, so like Darren's like, I I don't want anything to happen to you, Lenny, and is like actually leading Lenny back to the camp, and oh. um, no longer wants to like he he's oh. like I I can't ride yeah, Lenny right nice. now oh. with like all of these acid scars, and actually drops Lenny off with Aubrin and is mm-hmm. like. Please look after Lenny, you know, um, and like guides him over there, and then comes okay. back as a giant. And I think when he like shows up to as a yeah. giant, too, everyone's like, "What?" The Whoa! Hell? I'd imagine it's like it's probably about that time it would wear off too. So I imagine as he's walking, maybe he's like cradling Lenny yeah. in his arms, and then as he kind of like walks in, he starts reducing back to his normal size. Lenny's feet hit the ground again, and he kind of looks up. From kind of just behind Lenny, you know, like he's now just a little bit shorter than Lenny stands, you know, just like look after him and Kinding's like, we're not a bloody daycare. Like you think we're just gonna take care of your bird? Oh hey, Vane, why don't you go out there and build a nest for the new bird? Uh, and, and Auburn is kind of just like Kinding, don't be unkind. Uh, we'll, we'll take care of him, Darren. Uh, and they just kind of nod and bring him around and. And Ryan and Auburn kind of start, like, like kind of trying to, like, brush off, you know, whatever they can of, like, the molten feathers, trying to clean the wounds. And, and Justin Justin walks up, and he's like, don't worry, Darren, I'll, we'll, we'll watch over Lenny. Make sure you uh, come back safe. Thanks, Justin. And he'll, uh, he'll start walking back, and Lenny's, like, eyes will be teary. And Aww. Like, <laughs> as he's got, like, acid burns on his back. Blood's still um, dripping from his beak. Right. Yeah. Big bird eyes. You... So, but then Darren goes back, and he just, like, starts stifling through these troglodytes, and... Um, yeah, we better search that. Yeah, and we'll yeah. just search everyone. Good idea. Um, boots of Elvenkind. Yep. These soft boots enable the wearer to move nimbly 
about in virtually any surroundings, granting a plus five competence bonus on acrobatics checks. Ooh. Which comes in handy because swashbuckler over here. <laughs> <laughs> so That's some acrobatics. I'll be in for that pool to roll for if, if anybody is in for I'll that. roll for it as well. Yeah, who's taking them boots? Well, maybe before you roll maybe for it too, I'll tell you what else you find in case it's worth divvying up things fairly. Um, as you search the bodies, uh, the troglodytes themselves don't seem to have much on them. Their spears look unremarkable. But they're, they're both holding two... Um, it looks like a, like a little pouch. It almost looks like a little fleshy pouch. You know, like the bag itself almost looks like it's like an organ of some kind. Oh. Um, and it's kind of tied off on the top with like a very fine piece of it's like rope. a kidney. Um, <laughs> it kind or of looks stomach. like that. It kind of looks that way. Um, and you don't exactly know what it is. Uh, I'd say you can do an appraise check or knowledge nature. Let's, uh, let's go so knowledge nature. I'm going to guess Moose Scrotum. 24. That's a Rocky really Mountain, good 24 guess. 24 Rocky Mountain nature. nature. Yeah. Yep. 24 knowledge Darren nature. Actually thinks hey, let me see that. I want to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I've got knowledge nature. You definitely, as a, a druid, would definitely. Yeah, I know. I just want to see what my bonus is because I added some points to that. So. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 24. Oh, you're a druid? I didn't even That's know a pretty that. solid yeah. roll. Let's see what nice. Jim and Tim roll here. Where's my nose? So we have two druids, a, a bard, a wizard, that would be a... and a cavalier without a mouth. <laughs> it's a 22. Uh, you're a very melee focus. Oh, All right, nice. 22, 24, 25. So yeah. you guys look at this, and even before you pick it up, you guys are just like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you catch a whiff of these things, and it is overwhelming. Like, you smell these things, and, you know, with your knowledge nature, you'd piece together, like, oh, these are actually, like, this smells a lot like the mushrooms we saw at the entrance. Like, mm. it seems as though they were able to harvest the stench of these mushrooms. The gassy ones? Yeah. Ah. For, force them into some sort of a bladder. It is like a, a fleshy tissue bladder. That is just tied off. It's like extracting the stink pouch from a dead skunk. That's like so a stink weird. Bomb. It's exactly what it is. They basically have two stink bombs called stench, gla- stench gas bladders. <laughs> Literally <laughs> grenade farts. They have, they have two fart grenades. Is basically what and, and I'll tell you this. Normally they're worth 30 gold pieces if you were to appraise check it. These animal bladders are filled with an alchemically refined version of the stinking spores... From the puffball mushrooms growing throughout the dragonite layer, um, like when you, when you're walking around here and it smells terrible, these mushrooms and the troglodytes are why. Like they are equal partners in determining why this room smells oh so bad. Oh my god! So it's mushrooms and lizards so, that live like guinea pigs. These are like yeah. alchemical components, technically. Uh, basically, so, so this this thin bladder splits when it hits a target. So if you were to throw this, it's like a water balloon full of stink juice. Uh, Andreas has an idea, and he's like, guys. Give me one second. He's going to grab all of these. He's going to run up to Vane and be like, Hey, Vane, you know, you work with all that, like, alchemical stuff. Would you maybe like some of these? And, like, shows them to him. And he's like, If I give you these, do you have, like, any potions or something that you could give us? Uh... Vane looks as you present these things. He's like, Son, get those things out of my face. <laughs> and just like, just fighting back. And just has no interest in these things. No. That's funny. And then Andres just runs back, runs back to the party. And he's yeah. like, All And right. this is like a long camp, so it's like, 
as you're like walking down this long hallway, and then everyone's just waiting as you eventually see him come running back, holding these smoke bombs. Um, so you walk back. So I'll explain how they work. You can throw a gas bladder as a ranged weapon with a range increment of 10 feet. Whoa. Any creature struck by a gas bladder must succeed at a DC 14 fortitude save or be sickened for 1d6 rounds. Nice! That's a lot of rounds! I'll take a fart bomb. That's not so bad! Well, fart bomb ain't bad. You're gonna smell gross. It's like you just ate a bowl of onions and garlic. I mean, I had a rabbit on my head, so how much worse is it gonna get? Let's just put him in that satchel we found in the fire, and like, cause the 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 singe of the satchel—it's destroyed. Like, even if you try and pick it up, the handle breaks, the thing falls over, and it's useless. Uh, What else do we find? So, as you search the bodies of these gumballs, um, you see they have those stench gas splatters, two unremarkable spears. But the acolyte has on her one oil of magic weapon. Ooh, that's uh, nice. So, uh, if you were to find something incorporeal, that would become helpful mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. You find a potion of owl's wisdom, which Ooh. I've never heard of before. That gives you a plus four to your wisdom. Yep. And then you see on her back things that she actually never used in combat, but you see she's holding a heavy crossbow with ten bolts, a masterwork spear, hmm. and a geode periapt. What? This is a, uh, it's a like a rock with gems encrusted into it that you think might be valuable, um, worth maybe about twenty five gold pieces, give or take. Nice. A souvenir shop, perhaps. Um, yeah, and that's all you find. Cool. Nice. What did um, you say? Uh, Masterwork spear. Uh, Masterwork spear, oil of magic weapon, potion yeah. of owl's wisdom. Yeah. Uh, ten bolts for the heavy crossbow, and then twenty five gold uh, pieces. Worth Andreas of will pick geode. up. The uh, potion of magic weapon, um, and kind of seeing that all four of us use magic, he looks over at at Darren and he's like, "Hey, Darren!" And he like tosses this to you and he's like, "Just in case." And um, give it to the muggle, Darren. This is a piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what basically, he's like, "Use it when uh, it, just in case for your weapon." Um, Maybe it'll come in handy. It, it, it has some enhancement abilities. So that basically will give you a plus one to all attacks with that weapon, as well as it makes it an attack. It, 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 I think it, creatures. Yeah. Can attack against magical creatures. Mm-hmm. I don't think it does anything to bypass DR. It really. does, actually. Oh, does really? it really? Ooh. Nice. That could be helpful. And is that, like, is, that like, is that like one dose or? One dose. Okay. If it's, so it's like a one time hit, as soon as yeah. you use yeah. it, it's gone. Okay. Yeah. So save it for an incorporeal creature. I think, yeah. it, I think it lasts for like six rounds or ten yeah. minutes or something like okay. that. Okay. So yeah, like I didn't know if it was like as soon as you hit something with it, it's gone. Yeah. I think like it would apply for probably like one combat. Yeah. It's not. Not, it's not a permanent thing, and it it but it does help get past the art. Okay. Yeah. It yep. is incredibly helpful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alright, so we keep moving. Did you say two to five gold pieces? Do you want to do a quick roll quick roll off on the two uh, the, the two boots. items we were saying? The boots and the what ring. Which one do I want to use? It's a geode. I guess I'm gonna use that one. Alright. <laughs> Who's in for the? Uh, let's go for the boots first, I guess. Yeah, I'm, Cody, I'm, I'm not in for that. I want to roll off for him. Yeah, you're going. If I win, they go back in the fire. Ah! Yep. <laughs> Here we go. The boots are for movement, or what are they? That is plus five confidence bonus to acrobatics checks. Okay, that's probably best applied for. I do have a minus three. Well, I guess anybody can make use of it. Yeah. So I guess I'm gonna roll too. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Three, two, one. 
Natty 17. Seven and an eight. Yeah. Who else was in it? Were you guys? No, no. Cody was in right. it. I, I got it. My boots are better. Yeah, you're an eight. Yep. What's that? I rolled the So I got boots of Elvin Kind. Nice. And now the ring. Not bad. I assume everybody's in for the ring. Yep. Not one ring. Uh, no, because I only have one on. I can't wear oh, see nope. it. Oh, no. They'll stack. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. All right. So just the two Drew. Nope. Wow, my ad- acrobatics. Oh, wait. I'm going for the ring as well. 15. 19. Oh. You got the ring, bro. Oh, yeah. Ring of protection plus one, baby! Oh, yeah. Can I make a quick intercession to the, the, the GM? Yes. When you are gone... I'm going to hand it off. If you can <laughs> hand it off. <laughs> that was the plan. Yeah. Hold this ring until I get back. Yes. <laughs> Love it. I have to pee. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> Never comes back. Yeah. Never say I'll be back. Yeah, right. Never say I'll be back. Yep. I also, I know say it will always come back. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Dangerous. Dangerous. So my promise. acrobatics is now that plus is, four. That is a curse, man. Nice. Don't make promises yeah. you can't keep. All right, so emotions. Oops, sorry. Back. You just need like handspringing a cartwheel. Other everywhere now. Mm. Oh no, other wearable. Yeah. I feel like a little I more light a, on your feet. I take a five for cartwheel. I feel like Jimothy would have been like respect your elders as he like grabs the ring. Said. Just don't worry about it. Um, so go back and uh, no buy item. Ah. So what do you guys want to do? You feel like we've covered we everything in this room. Let's, let's take. We should let's take the one with the most five. tracks. Yeah, we should take the one with the most tracks. Well, maybe the least tracks because that's. That was the pool. Oh uh, wait, duh. Let's look to see which ones have boot marks and not. Like claw foot marks or whatever these guys Egret's wear. Feet. You want to look for Egret's tracks? Yeah, look for Egret's tracks. Is that a survival? Sure. Yeah, it'll be a survival. 16. Uh, let's see. We have a um, 15. Yeah, 15. This is stony earth. This is not necessarily mud and foliage where you would be able to leave tracks. I mean, it's like walking on the sidewalk. Can you pick up tracks on the sidewalk? Yes, mm-hmm. you can, because they have poop on their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call that flavor, but I don't like the flavor. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it doesn't seem clear which way she would have gone. Here, somebody had a lot of fiber in their diet. <laughs> yeah, somebody who likes Wheaties. All right. Yeah. Um... Then let's, uh... Someone's trying to lower their cholesterol. <laughs> Andreas is going to be like, Well, guys, you know what? I mean, these are troglodytes. They're, they're not the smartest of people, and uh, they tend to shy away from things that are, like, like stronger than they are. Um, like, because they're lizards. They run away from things po- more powerful than they are. So if they are, like, really, like reverent to something, you know, like maybe they would not go near it as often. So like maybe we should go down the one that has the least tracks. You know? You know what I'm Ooh, saying? Maybe we should split the party and half go each way. Perfect! Oh, yeah, that's that's perfect. Perfect. We have five. Everyone, everyone pick a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody Great. bring your animal companions back to camp. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Do that. 
All right. <laughs> no, he's just up there ch- talking to uh, talking Ulrich to Ulrich steps forward and says, I, I, I say we go through either the tunnel with the most tracks or the second to most tracks. Um, the second to most, in my opinion, would probably be the most preferred because most likely she's been brought before their leaders. And there might not be as many people going through that area. If we go through the one with the most tracks, most likely, there's most likely more civilization in that general area, which would mean that we probably run into more combat. So, what do you think? I agree. I guess it depends mm-hmm. on how smart they really are. So the other side of things is, even if you were, let's, let's imagine you choose the perfect path directly to Egret, you leave a lot of threats in the opposite, in the caverns unchecked, right. which are threats to your, to your party, which is surviving at the entrance. Yeah. So the question is, is it worth leaving your party undefended while trying to go straight for Egret, or is it worth being thorough and trying to secure the cavern for the people that you have now that are survivors? Mm. Yeah. You know what? Then maybe we should go and clean out the the other passageway out of the cave fissures room. Maybe we can see like like clear that area because maybe that just goes to one more room and there's charlotites in there. If we clear that area, then we're good. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, yeah. then they can go down there and get some food because that's that's a big need. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm there's, saying? I mean, it that's was true. it was crystal clear water that was pouring in there too with the cave fissures. And there was fish in aside there. from the dead bodies in there. Like the fish were eating away at them, but like it's there was sort of a trickle of water coming in from the rocks. That look crystal clear. Like that is a, an excellent supply of clean drinking water. Then let's let's go, let's let's go do that. I mean, because we're in no rush. Obviously, Egret gave us two days, so then she did go willingly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got a little bit of time. Let's maybe take make sure that our our people are taken care of. Maybe. What do y'all I think? I like that idea. Yeah. There. Back to the pools. Should we Dare? maybe drop the bodies of these? Uh, troglodytes in the fire and light it back up just to kind of, you know, don't have everybody walk out and be like, oh, look, they're all dead. That's actually so, a good idea. Not a bad idea. No. Um, ooh, hold on. I have clutch. Sorry. Gotta yell something. <laughs> Justin yeah. has a spell as a cleric now called Ward. What is it? Alarm. It basically oh, yeah. wards an oh. area for two oh, hours nice. per level. Ooh, okay. oh, nice. So basically he can basically put that at the entrance to the the, t- the front of the tunnel mm-hmm. to make sure that nothing's coming in there. Okay. So basically, they're, so you're they're, the they're more set. So just yeah. so you know, um, that basically, that's like a, yeah, it's like the Shrieker Mushrooms. Nice. So that's for mm-hmm. two hours per level. So as long as he has that mage armor on, they're set. Yeah. What is it, alarm? You? Yeah, it, it basically yeah. is a loud alarm. That's really yeah. cool. Like that you can so will, hear? will we hear that too, or just we the, could hear that probably yeah, all we could we'd probably alarm echo down with the way the sound would go. It just you mean, it it be, it work so it, it's it's up to him. So it can be a mental alarm or an audible alarm. Um, mental alarm alerts you and only you so long as you remain within one mile of the warded area. Or an audible alarm produces the sound of a handbell that ding that we heard from the email earlier. <laughs> And anyone within 60 feet of the warded area can hear it clearly. Reduce the distance by 10 feet for each interposing closed door and by 20 feet for any substantial interposing wall. That's not bad. So that would at least cover the, like whatever area you wanted to put it on. In, um, yeah, in, in quiet conditions, the ringing can so be heard faintly as far away as 180 feet. If we're feet. going back to that main entrance to go back down to that pool area, 
Uh, no, we don't. We don't have to. We can actually go back through here. Okay. This is connected to the pool area. You feel pretty confident area. that's going to connect you back to that. Okay. Room. So we just go down that way and clear that area out. Yeah, first. let's go clear that out. Right. Um, so be completists. Completionists. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So you head back that direction. Um, it continues on for a little ways. Oh, I should mention too, I'm switching over to my shield and sword. Ooh. Without having letting um, So as you walk down, you know it's it's again very very dark. There's a, barely any light coming in, um, but as you're walking around, you start to see that aquatic reflections of light along the ceiling. And as you approach a little bit more and more, you see the same room where you fought the cave fishers. They still remain dead, you know, pushed off to the side of the pool, and the room remains empty as far as you're aware. Uh, you see Perception still... check on the room, as far as we are aware. Sure. Mm -hmm. Woo, yeah, baby, yeah. 22. 27. One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the room's empty. I All feel right, like it's cool. safe. You, check, you know what to look for with these cave fishers now? Well, they were disguised as stalactites. Uh, it seems entirely empty. So you All right. You off to your right, and there's another passage off to your right. Let's go down that passage. All right. All right. Uh, it seems a little shorter. It seems as though it's if not actually that far before you can see, like from, from the room with the fishers, you can look in and actually see the clearing where they might be. Um, how do you want to approach? Uh, stealthily. Oh, yeah. So Andreas will probably lead. He is incredibly stealthy. So. Darren will hang back low. Uh, Ulrich will follow behind Andreas. Uh, oh yeah, twenty-three on stealth. Nineteen for me. Nice. Fifteen. I'm trying to figure out what my stealth is. Don't worry. Show all. Do I need to roll? I'm stealth. You have a plus four to stealth. If you're hanging back, fourteen. So yeah, twenty-three to Andreas. Okay. Um. So, you guys walk into this next room. What's your party order? Imagine you're just coming in from this way. It's relatively the same space. Well, it's a little smaller. Andreas is yeah, first. And um, directly behind Andreas. He is going to have his... Um, let's see. What would be fun? He's gonna have his longbow drawn. Oh, tiny room. Yeah, it's much smaller. Okay. So his longbow is drawn. Good. Longbow drawn. You guys approach the room. As you guys start walking your way in. Um, before we even walk in, um, Ulrich is going to cast Mage Armor on every single one of the party. Whoa! Nice. What does that do we got? It's a plus, plus four, four to AC. Nice. Holy huge! That gets, Holy freaking one, two, crap! That's, I, that gets rid of four charges, but that oh, in the last, that's going to last for three hours. Dude, Dude my AC is His AC to 27. <laughs> I'm at 22 AC now. Too. Like, that's nuts, wow. man. And he's a caster. <laughs> That's pretty unbelievable. That's a good, good, solid position. Can't. For a dungeon crawl, that is a that is a godsend item. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I was like surprised to see it in this adventure. I was like, really? <laughs> With that many charges? How many charges did they have? 27. There must wow. not have been a lot of people that found it when they play tested it then. Yeah, it was pretty tough I need, to find. I need to, I need to minus four charges. Where did we find it? I don't even remember. I think you found it on the halfling corpse that was under yeah, the Yeah, it was on the corpse. The, we yes. had a roll really high perception to even find yeah. it, so. Yep. It was, it was kind of a... Well, Andreas also, was also splashing we, through the water. Yeah. <laughs> also, before we walk in, I'm going to touch everybody with Guidance. Yes! Ooh. And that's... How long uh, does it last? Can you guidance is your, your next roll. Plus one until you roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus one to your next roll. Nice. All right. And that's a zero level spell, right? Yep. Okay. So everyone gets a plus one out of the gate. That's pretty fun. I think you can decide what it is, too, though. I think so, so yeah. You guys, you guys, guys going to cover all this? You guys begin approaching this new room? Yeah. As you count, who's leading the party? Andreas. Andreas. Andreas with a 23 forward. stealth. Nice. As Andreas walks forward, you begin to see this tunnel kind of steeps down into uh, an irregularly shaped chamber with many alcoves, these little nooks along these uneven walls. <coughs> it just looks a little bit kind of haphazard, the way that the structure of the room is. Um, direct, directly opposite the tunnel mouth, um, there's a carving on the wall that shows a creature hatching from an enormous egg. Whoa. Um, oh, God. And there's a low fire that flickers um, in a wide, shallow pit about halfway between the tunnel and the carving. Um, kind of along the wall. There's large stones piled around the edge of the fire pit, and their sides are blackened. More stones sit within the nooks and uh, around the perimeter of the cavern near piles of dried grasses and animal pelts. Mm. Hmm. Uh, uh, is there anyone in the room? I was, yeah, well, I was going to say... Hold on a second. Nope, never mind. That's actually the entirely wrong spot. Um, oh. So what you <laughs> actually see... We just got information a whole new room. Excuse me! Nice. What you uh, actually see when you guys walk approach, the stench of death and old blood ooh. overwhelms the smell of troglodytes in this chamber. The force slopes down into the north wall where a narrow underground stream flows past. So you actually might be able to put together the water flowing into this room is probably the same water that's feeding the pool. Um, the sound of running water echoes off the low ceiling, um, about 10 feet, and a burning torch near the stream sends rippling light patterns dancing off the wall. Racks against the walls hold the carcasses of forest creatures some still draining their life's blood on the ground, and others mere skins left to dry. Mm. So, from the looks of things around this room, it looks as though this is where they kind of butcher and bleed their kills from the surrounding area. Mm. Uh, detect magic around the room. Uh, you detect magic around the room, and you don't detect anything. Right, perception I'm, check for any living creatures. Perception. Yep. Yeah. 21. 25. Ooh! Uh, I didn't Give me get one that second. Oh, 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 I got a 30. Whoa! Yeah. Nice. Not bad. So, Jimothy and Jimothy. My goggles. Yep, that's the goggles. <laughs> As you guys are kind of like slowly creeping your way in, feeling pretty good about, you know, the way that you're doing it. No one's kicking anything. No one's being, making a fool of themselves. As you walk in, Jimothy and Jimothy kind of like holds up a hand. And as you look around the side where the stream is kind of running in, these skins are all bleeding, you know, down from the actual like carcasses of these animals. You see some animals, some deer, like strung up and splayed open. Um, and their blood is all just dripping into the stream and it's just being kind of washed away. 
and wash toward the direction of the cave fishers. You think maybe that's what would attribute to the wildlife in that pool is all of the nourishment coming from the blood that's drained from these creatures. Oh. Um, as it's draining, you see the water is like stained a dark red as it's kind of pulling away. And Jimothy and Timothy looks over that direction and he notices, you know, at first it just looks like a stone popping out of the water, but then as he looks closer, he realizes that this is the head of what appears to be some kind of enormous lizard. What? Just like waiting, like a crocodile in the water. You just oh, see the tip goodness. of its head poking out and the nostrils at the end of its snout. And the rest of its body is entirely motionless underneath. But you can just barely see that the flick of its eye as it like kind of blinks sideways. Um, and you recognize that there's something there. It doesn't appear to have noticed you. Oh. <laughs> Do you point it out? Yeah, I vocalize it to the party immediately. Like, there's a giant crocodile in the water. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who's got the highest stealth? I, 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 I do. I, I've got a plus four, but that's I a plus not a eight. Lot. I would say we should try rolling a stealth and try and give it a sneak attack and kill it. Well, to sneak attack, you would have to get into the water with it. Yeah. Um, Unless so somebody had a bow, I think that would be. I have my bow out right one. now. Yeah. Well, if we had a long range, if, if it's in your yeah, if it's in right your now. range and you do that, oh, I I have a long bow. My range is nasty. My range is 110 feet. So. So that's where the water's at. Yep. So that's water. This guy is standing on some hands. He's just sitting perched in the water there. Is there a specific direction he's looking? Is he looking at the entrance watching? Or he is seems he just watching waiting? They're about towards the center of the room. And he's just waiting for anything to come into this chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, Andreas... <laughs> sees, or, so having you, you having pointed it out is going to... Uh, Knock an arrow and fire away. Roll for initiative. God. Oh, baby. Don't forget your plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Ten. Well, that's if you're, well, plus one on guidance if you are using that. Yeah, specifically for that. For your your initiative roll. Yeah. So nine. Sixteen. Well, is a guidance specifically on your next attack roll? No, that's whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a. I think Just it's whatever attack you or want to attack or saving throw. Oh, actually, that's a tw- that's twenty. Plus one. Well, if oh, that's no, for the last one minute, roll. one minute. Uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Cool. Uh, Andreas. Use it for protection. Andreas is a nine. <laughs> Estefan. Also a nine. But plus one. Wouldn't I have a surprise round? Or you some... would, but I need to know initiative. Okay. Darren. 18, I'm saving my guidance. Okay. Uh, Ulrich. Oh, attack roll, saving throw, or skill check. Uh Okay. So not not initiative. Yeah, 16 for Ulrich. Do you choose when you get to use the guidance? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I ain't using it. Uh, Jimothy and Timothy. 19. Nice. It's a pretty solid round there. Uh Yeah. You have to enact it before, obviously. Yeah. Okay. I'm so proud of my boy. Uh, okay. Uh, Andreas, what's your modifier? Plus four. Okay. Perfect. Uh, we all have mage armor, also. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. This thing weird. isn't gonna be able to hit us. <laughs> well, you I wouldn't go that far. But oh, okay. It's gonna be a lot more difficult. 
Yeah. That's true. Swim checks are in place. Surprise round! Andreas knocks a bow, fires away. What's it gonna be? Using guidance is a one, two, three, four, fourteen to hit. Fourteen to hit this lizard. That is gonna be amazing. Oh, I'm sorry, flat footed, that is a hit. Yes! One D eight plus one. Eight points oh, of damage. Nice. Ooh, not bad, not bad, baby. That's gonna be good. Not bad. Not bad at all. And this thing snaps its head over at you guys as it just kind of like sticks out of the back of its neck and it looks ferocious and terrifying. Beginning the combat, Jimothy and Timothy. Oh man, Jimothy and Timothy. Well, Jimothy is going to turn and tap his good old buddy Darren. On the shoulder and cast Magic Fang. I barely know you. No, okay. Nice. <laughs> Explain to me what Magic Fang does. Magic Fang is. Let me get on this here. One natural. Okay, one natural weapon of subject creature gets plus one on attack and damage rolls. Ooh, nice. Natural so weapon. Though? Natural. So that would be a, a claw or a bite attack. Ah, crap. Well, then yeah. never mind. Well, you could, you you could cast it on Barry or Lenny. Yeah. Well, I, I could do. It, I could do it on Barry. I'll do it on Barry. There you cool. go. Magical Fangs. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Darren. So Tim will give good old Barry uh, Barry Mason a good a big old fist bump. Nice. <laughs> cast, <laughs> cast magic fang. Nice. Like Darren. an animal secret handshake. And then he. <laughs> yeah, that's um, it. I can move. You can through. move if you want to. Okay, I'll, I'll move. I'll move right there. Just gonna step out into the room a little bit. Cool. I'd, I'd love to Keep hear a conversation between. I can Mr. move Finn through and. He's going to move 20 feet, pretty much yep. looking at this creature, and going to just take a defensive stance in front. Nice, total uh, defense. Total defense. Total defense, nice. Alright, lizard. Slips, slithers his way out of here. Is it just, it's just a straight up troglodyte? Uh, it's a it's a monitor lizard. As it walks out, you see what well, it's an immense lizard. It moves with a slow but relentless gait. Its feet end in large talons, and ropes of drool hang from its toothy maw. Uh, this thing is uh, scary. It's the Wayne Knight Killer. It's basically so, a snap maw in real guys, life. Guys, this is a uh, gosh, true now, is it? Snap yeah. maw. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The Beastmaster. Yep. Uh, so it's gonna... was, wasn't there like an orc riding it or something? No, it was like, just that it was the Beast Tamer controlling it. She kind of let it loose yeah. and it went after So it's going to roll a 13 oh. Total miss. Total miss. That's good, because it could have been way bad. Ulrich. All right, Ulrich's going to move around... Um, a couple feet um, besides. Well, he's going to move a, a little further back along the opposite wall. And he's going to um, use Mage Hand to strike. Basically, just throw his sword out. Hand of the Apprentice. Uh, it's Hand of the Apprentice. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Mage Hand and Hand of the Apprentice are a little too many hands. Hand of the Apprentice. He's going to yeah. use Hand of the Apprentice and like basically telekinetically throw a sword to it. Nice. Now, nice. correct me if I'm wrong, if you're throwing your weapon, you use your dex modifier, not your strength modifier. Is that right? Um, I, I don't know. So that Damage is yeah. strength. But you're, uh, you're throw basically... Throw is dex. It's yeah, but when you're like throwing a javelin, it, yeah. you know? Like, right. Yep. So it would be my dex modifier. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're making a ranged da- attack, damage adding your dex modifier. Damage is strength. Uh, 
attack is is dex. Yeah, that's yeah. still better. That's actually a better result than what okay. it was originally. Okay. All right, so that would be a 18. That is going to be a hit. Nice. Yeah. I was going to say, if that's you not, I'm scared. Damage? It's a D... No, it's just no. a D20 roll. 10. Plus <clears throat> 2. It's be, baby. That is 12 points. Oh, oh, yeah. Dude. Nice. Right. Dealing oh, some damage on this so guy. he just, like, grabs a sword out and just goes... Out of the gate, twenty like, points of damage. Tries to nail it yeah. right by the arrow and just really just sever that wound that was already hit by uh, oh. Reyes's arrow. Yep, you and welcome. you just see this thing stick <laughs> out of the side of his neck and just <laughs> and, like claws at the ground. And as he's like, it's so creepy though. Just, yeah, like, it is. In pain, he just and just like calls the sword yeah. back and just catches it like freaking um, what's his name? God of War. Yeah, just like yeah, like, Kratos. Just yeah. like Kratos, just like <laughs> yeah. This is so unsettling. Coming from somebody who lives around giant dinosaur alligators that just (laughs) want to eat everything, this is very unsettling. Because when I was at the airport, they had the trams that go from, like, you know, the arrivals and departures to your terminals. And there's a bunch of lakes just right around the trams that go over top. And there was, like, this 10-foot gator sitting, just kind of trucking along through one of the lakes. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're real. (laughs) They're real and they're unfriendly. I mean, I had a CR5 yeah. encounter just sitting oh, right there in the exactly. lake. <laughs> Andreas, you're up. Uh, Andreas um, is going to. Let's see. Whew, what does he want to do? Run. <laughs> Throw his weapons in the pool? <laughs> yes, no. Uh, he's it. going to um, put away his bow and begin. Bardic performance. Chabam! And start. Uh. Uh. Bleh. Inspire courage. Plus ones all for right. all. All right, everybody. That's to fit. Nice. That's to fit. Play some um, music. Yeah, go for it, dude. Don't know that I necessarily have a spell that'll help against the lizard at the moment. I used mm. up my good spells already. Mm. Ooh, I think I got one. Ooh. Oh, I said. I can cast Flare. Ooh. I'm a lizard. Alright. I don't remember if the... I think that has a save. Yeah, DC 13. Okay. Look how reflex is that. Is that reflex? Yeah. <laughs> uh, fortitude negates. Fortitude negates. That is going to be a 26. Yeah. Wow. It's good. Gonna, it's wow. a very fortuitous lizard. Uh, apparently. <laughs> yep. Not bad at all. Um, I'll send... Uh, actually, I can move too, right? Yeah. Uh, move up to here. Yeah. And I'll send barrier on to attack, and every time I movement, you can get here fine. Yep. Magic Fang! Magic, Magic Fang! Can you do it? So, can you do it? Oh, my pretty. First, pretty spectacular. Attack rolls. Well, he gets a bite. Oh, he gets a bite, yeah, because yeah. he moves. Yeah. Right. But that's perfect with, with the Fang. So it's just going to be a plus seven, plus the plus one. For yeah, the yeah. Plus nice! That's going to be a 21. Woo! I'll do it! Yeah! Maybe five points of damage. Don't, nice. don't you get a plus one to damage with Magic Fang or no? Uh, let me yes. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you. That's do. six points. Of damage. Yeah, six points of damage. Six points of damage. So <laughs> yeah, attack and damage rolls. Yep. Very nice. Good. So Barry Mason kind of just comes like scuttling through everyone's oh, legs. It's a plus one to damage for Inspired Courage too. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, so, uh, uh, seven. Seven. Oh, wow. Damage. 
So Baron's just scuttling through everybody's legs as it sees this lizard. The lizard has not left the... Well, it has left the pool. For flavor's sake, let's say he dives on the lizard, tackling it back into the pool, and you see a thrashing in the water as things kind of, like, eventually, like, settle out, you know, and, like... Is it and dead? Then, and then you just see Barry Mason's head pop up as he, like, paddles back. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Mason paddles back, and the lizard is dead! Oh! Drilled this thing! Yeah, crushed oh, it! Wow. That was perfect! That it's thing nice. had poison, that thing could grapple, that could have been so much worse. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but, you know... Ripped yeah. It didn't even get an attack, did it? It didn't. It took two, or it took a swing of dare and it missed, and that was it. Yeah. Um, Thank God dead. for big goggles. Thank oh God yes. For big old 30, <laughs> 30 skill check goggles. Um, so that was it. a ten minute combat. <laughs> that was yeah, the quickest that, combat. That's quickest ever. combat ever. Yeah. That was one round. That's Barry Mason was the last person to act in an initiative. Oh, well, it was a surprise yeah. round, and For, then. Yeah. Yeah. But still, one round. That six helped seconds. Fun, though. Yeah. So that's in like, reality, eight points of damage. Yeah, eight points of damage. So basically, six yeah. seconds. It was whoosh, ah, crawls out, snaps a dare, and misses. Play some music. Slash slice. Barry Mason cackles into the water and is dead. Six seconds by, gone. Wow. Every time, wow. Every time that he plays an instrument, I always picture the guy from the road to El Dorado when he stoops into the camera. He's like. Yep. Miguel There's such a great That was actually part of my casting. Like that really? was like what who I was thinking there. Yeah, was, and that yeah, makes total like, sense too. Kind of good. Yeah, I love it. Perfect. Love it. Um so, so you slaughtered this thing. Um and you uh Perception on the room, see if there's anything valuable. Sure. Yeah. And you, in the water. You look around yeah, that too. Yep. Oh, Natty, 19. Oh, boy. 18. 23. I want to say. 16. Oh. 18. Uh, I got a 19. All double digits. Congratulations, Nice. Folks. So you look around, and the, uh, guys, that is like record combat speed. You guys destroyed this thing. <laughs> um, that's really unbelievable. Uh, so you guys, uh, you look around the room, uh, you know, poking around corners, maybe even looking through the pool. Detecting magic, you guys search the room thoroughly, and you realize there's nothing in this room other than the meat that is drying on the sides. But you look at this, and you realize we could probably eat this. You know, like these are basically Yum. like cured rabbit meat, cured deer meat. We have venison in here, um, and you realize we could probably eat this stuff. Uh, and you find about ten provision points worth of meat, nice. uh, which is gonna make a lot of people happy. Yes. Can we eat the lizard? I was thinking that too. It is tough and gross and gamey. If you understand the rainbow trout that has been plaguing the Michigan lakes, it is hmm. not good eating at all. I have not heard about that. It's I bad. Take your word. There's basically a fish that is like, it has made its way. It is basically overpopulated these rivers. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever seen videos of people on like hoverboats like fishing with crossbows? Yeah. They'll, like, they'll, like, shoot fish with, with bow and arrows. Yeah. These fish literally jump into the boat, but they overconsume absolutely everything. They're practically inedible, Good and they Lord. eat and kill every other rainbow form of life. Rainbow trout? No, they're not, they're not rainbow trout. Can't say really that. Rainbow trout is actually really But good it's basically yeah. a useless yeah. 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 carp. Asian carp. Hard. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah, yeah, Those are bottom dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they have over yeah, disgusting. They've destroyed every other form of life in those lakes, and they're going to incredible lengths to try and keep them out of the Great Lakes. But um, but yeah, they're useless fish. That you know, the lizard is basically like, yeah, we could we'd be chewing and gnawing at this thing, and like even if we were able to get it down, it would not even do us any good. Yeah. It'd probably give us just stomach aches and nothing yeah. else. Um, but it's worth asking. Uh, yeah, you guys. My that, spider venom question. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's worth asking. Yeah. 
Um, don't look at them trying to either. It smells pretty foul. Yeah. Uh, so as you look, roll knowledge dungeoneering. Dungeoneering. 17. Oh my god, that's like the third. I've been rolling so many twos. <laughs> like, I've been I rolling, five. even the last couple of sessions we've had, I've rolled so many twos. And this, this is... Mm. Yep. Alright. Yeah. I got it. So, uh, if you were to, um, you get a general sense that just based on the direction that you've been heading on things, this other entrance here, you kind of came up from the pool. So you were here, you kind of went back to the main entrance over in the cave fisher pool into this area, and you get the feeling that the way that this loops back around may eventually get you back to that fire pit area. Um, depending on how that cavern kind of winds, there might be another room or another exit. We think that's heading back the general direction of that other room. You saw another yeah. exit that way. Yeah. Maybe those connect. Um, I think you said that the one smelled pretty bad, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything smells well, pretty bad. I mean, bad. like, a couple through. of them. Yep. Oh, um, oh, the second one? Yeah, the second one. Like, there was more than one that had, like, a that's what pretty nasty about? smell. Yeah, and if you were to... Um, yeah. Does anyone want a perception check? Yes, we all rolled perception yeah. checks on this one. Pretty bad ones. Well, we rolled no, engineering on this I one. I think I, like, I rolled a 22 on perception for this oh. one. So then a 22 on perception for the room. Um, you guys are walking around. The stream is coming in. You know, the blood is sort of dripping away as it clears up going into that pool. So 23, actually. Sorry. Sure. Um, and you kind of look back down this other thing that you, you expect maybe comes back around to that, me- that main area where, you, where there was the fire pit where you fought the Acolyte. And you just smell these, like, you know, obviously it is a just an absolute mess of smells in this yeah. area. Like, there's these mushrooms that, like, every now and again you'll come across one and it's just like, and every while it's like, poof. Like, a little bit of dust and pollen fills the air and it's just like, like it's it's a oh, Stranger Things kind of like yeah, yeah. Like underneath the pumpkin patch yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like that um, that's like, nasty it's a great mental yeah image, just spores oh, yeah. this dark like veiny cavern you know um, and it's just reeks and the troglodytes themselves yeah. like when you kill them and come <clears> up to them like they reek. and they not, actually I think I should have been making your roll fortitude saves every time you even approach a troglodyte. Because um, they smell terrible, um, and I'm gonna have to start making you do that because I just yeah. remembered. Uh, but then, uh, is that an actual mechanic or is that a flavor? It's an actual mechanic. Okay. Yeah, like wow. they they have an attribute called stench. That means oh. you have to roll a fortitude save wow. just by being near them. That's gross. Um, it is gross. They're pretty gross. So uh, as you guys are kind of looking down this other cavern and maybe starting to head that way, this aroma of like these weird kind of like spices and florals kind of hit you coming off of this thing almost like you know like just like coming up on a kitchen too many smells you know like as you're walking in here it just smells unbelievably aromatic not even all necessarily foul but very potent you know as you're walking you're just like whoa there's a lot of smells coming off of here and you look forward realizing maybe this will connect us back to the main room maybe we've cleared the back of this you're thinking about your survivors back in the main room and thinking maybe if we're able to clear off this cavern and go a little bit farther, maybe we can find Egret. Maybe we can save her. Maybe we can keep people safe in this cavern. And we'll see you next week. Oh, man. You're getting there, gentlemen. Yeah. We're covering some ground. All right, who wants to roll off or who gets the ring? Ooh.